Okay, welcome everybody to uh, the Freshly Awoken podcast Rewind uh, is what we're calling it. Does that make sense? Does that work? Maybe it should be like the podcast Rewind of Freshly Awoken podcast. Oh my God, I've thrown it. But uh, obviously this is our 14th podcast and uh, I'm glad that you guys have all shown up to uh, what we're going to be doing is a little bit of a review of what we've done. But uh, before we get into the topic and and what we're going to be talking about, let's... uh, Let's intro ourselves. Obviously, it's just the two of us this week. We decided mm. that uh, for uh, looking back, we kind of just wanted to be a little bit more chill and, and keep it simple. Uh, so it's just going to be me and Fresh. Obviously, this is Fresh's channel, but uh, Fresh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, g'day, guys. You're on my channel. Um, I'm very tired at the moment. I've been on a boat all day. It was really fun, though. But I'll uh, we'll see how we go with this uh, review. Hopefully, I can inject some more energy into myself and get things going. Um, what do, oh, I mean, yeah, but anyway, straight you're into on, the drugs. <laughs> you're, you're on my channel, Fresh Plays Live. That's where you can find me everywhere. We got a charity thing going on at the moment for um, uh, World Vision Water. So, uh, come nice. on by during the week, and we'll try and we'll try and raise a bit before the end of the year. How you doing, work? Yeah, pretty good. Obviously, uh, hello everybody. TV, you can find me on Twitch at Mister Work TV, uh, and uh, obviously, actually, Mister Work TV on everything: Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, even though I don't really put out that many YouTube videos, but uh, hey, subscribe anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, as you can see, I'm getting in the festive spirit. I was uh, I was actually, my family are doing a, a bit of a Christmas thing tonight and that I'm not attending because I'm here with you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. You had a family it's, Christmas thing? Yeah. Putting up the Christmas tree. And, uh-huh. Oh, not like, a, not like presents and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Just yeah. Uh, like, like, like putting up a Christmas tree and, and drinking eggnog. Yeah. and listening to christmas carols but uh you Man. know i thought i where would i rather be not there i would rather be on the podcast debriefing actually, the year that was i've never had eggnog before what yeah no like never I, I assumed it was just an american thing i've never had it here is it is it good what's it like it's great i love it it's yeah. very milky um you know if you don't like milk then you could walk away being like <laughs> not sure is it like got <laughs> is it got egg in it i assume yeah it's got egg in okay. it as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but it is quite, it's very creamy and... Yeah, is it like custard? Well. It looks like it's like custard. Yeah, it's kind of custardy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you but drink yeah, it. With a, little bit yeah. of, a little bit of brandy in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate. Treat yourself all right. Mm. Um, are you very festive? I know this is Christmas season <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know you've you've put up, you've got like a nice background and some Yuletide yeah, see, pictures. I put up my um, Christmas tree, obviously. Um, yes. <laughs> nah, not, not really personally. I'm not, I'm not one for like birthdays or christmas or something i don't know i'm boring yeah i'm not i'm not super festive either however my sisters have taught me that it's not okay to not get into the festive spirit (laughs) for the benefit of other people so i've got my santa claus suspenders on ouch and uh i've got my my bell hat look it's got bells on it (laughs) i can actually hear those bells like as you were coming oh my gosh we can all hear them ring ding ding see i know carols all right time to get um, on the beers work (laughs) oh mate yes get on the beers i am ready what are you drinking today uh beer review so um i've got i've got i've went pretty standard today actually the um single fin single fin but um it's i've been really getting onto these recently and um Mm. i think they're a really good beer so let me drink it through the podcast and let you know how I go. Work, how about you? Nice, nice. Well, I've gone to um, a fan favorite of mine. Um, I picked up a carton of this the other day um, just because it was on special and I don't drink it enough. But it is the Eagle Bay Kolsch. 
Oh, yeah, right. Nice. See if my camera can see that. No, my camera's not great quality. But uh, yeah, Eagle Bay Colch. So it's a brewery from down south. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Eagle Bay Brewing Company, but it's in Eagle Bay. Who knew? Um, which is just down south. It's like just south of Dunsborough. Um, near like Bunkers Bay and stuff like that. Yeah, and, uh, I thought Eagle Bay yeah. was north this whole time. No, 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 it's definitely down south. It's south, um, okay. south of Dunsborough. Um, but they do incredible beers and they've got a nice brewery down there that does like incredible food and stuff like that. And that's where I first tried it. And um, it's obviously become like super popular. Now this stuff goes for like $90 for a carton. Wow. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty keen. I've cultures. I love cultures. Yeah. So and I love Eagle Bay, and I've had this before, yeah. so I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. But um, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. Oops, Crack I just it, cracked mate. it. Oh, don't worry. Yes. I heard you, so I'm cracking mine yeah. too. Sorry, yeah, I'm cracking mine too. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Uh, it was freshly cracked. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Straight into the Christmas spirit. Um, also, we didn't uh, we didn't do beer review. Oh wait, so, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was that was our beer review. That was pretty, that's actually pretty, I can hear it, like the sink here and it was yeah. okay. okay. It was all right. I'll all right. let you know it's all right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think that was probably the best. I mean, all our guests have been trash at it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we should actually just always do this podcast with the two of us and then we'd always be fine. <laughs> flip off everybody else. No, oh my gosh, that's so bad. <laughs> toxic, toxic. toxic. Uh, but yeah, uh, what are we, I know I've already covered it yeah. a little bit, but what are we aiming for today? Well, hopefully we can get into an honesome guess after we've just dissed them all um, mm-hmm. as we as we go through the podcast that we've done so far this year. Um, talk a little bit about the highlights, I guess, of each one, maybe expand on some topics and then also um, talk about some plans for next year and what, what we plan to do with the podcast and also potential new podcast. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I believe you're on to the end. No. <laughs> So do you remember all the way back to our very first? I mean, we, our first one was an intro, but we didn't really. I didn't. We, I don't know. I don't really count that one. It was. It was. Yeah, I do. I do remember our first podcast. It was like mm. basically just us discussing that we wanted to start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, and it went for yeah. a long time. We discussed for like an hour and a half about how we wanted to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, I actually I haven't listened to that for ages. It would be interesting to yeah, go back to go and back and listen. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would be terrible. Well, I think your mic that's quality. It, I'm still would terrible. Be. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was still using my like headset mic, which yeah. is still here. Oh Tape, gosh. Taped up. Taped at the side. up. Duct yeah. tape to the side. Hello. I don't know if you guys can see that or not, but under my bells. Mm-hmm. But uh, the second podcast was where we uh, obviously had our first kind of topic, yeah. our first hard hitting topic. Not yeah. really uh, hard hitting, and uh, but it was toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had Yvette's on, um, mm-hmm. who you knew through your stream, right? He'd like been in yeah. your stream and, and talk tapes about like that kind of stuff. And he was an ex streamer like as well. And, oh, yeah, um, that's right. That's right. He used to stream Rocket League and then and a bit of PUBG, I think. Uh, and then he always used to, he used to come into stream quite often. And um, I knew he did like work at like a philosophy office or a philosophy patenting office or something mm. similar like that so anyway i knew he studied philosophy so um he was quite knowledgeable on a lot of different things so it was good to yeah good to get him on nice um and uh we talked we talked a little bit about um how how we've grown up in this culture that or like there was a lot of a lot of talk this year especially about um how men need to do better how there was there was quite a few like social advertising campaigns from big companies that were like targeting that like toxic masculinity as like a mm. bad thing and and 
and also talking about, I think we ended up coming to like a bit of a consensus that like, we shouldn't be calling it toxic masculinity because the, these kind of toxic things aren't just masculine based. They're everyone based. Mm. Um, and that seemed, I, I vaguely remember that being the like theme of what we were kind of talk. We ended up the consensus we were kind of coming to. Stop being toxic everyone, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, hundred percent. Um, <laughs> But I, I definitely personally like hated the fact that people were targeting it specifically at men, you know, and, and it feels very targeted rather than just being like, hey, like, let's all be nicer to each other. Why not? Mm. Um, but I've definitely, because of this year and, and the podcast that we've been doing, and I've definitely become more empathetic towards uh, with my actions towards others and, and looking at how my actions affect other people and like running that through my head. So I think it was, it's a net benefit definitely to me from like having discussed those topics. Mm, yeah. Um, it's interesting to hear like Yvette's um, stories about being in the army and like um, how that was quite a toxic place, I guess, um, in some senses. And mm. then um, also stories about hospitality and how um, there's um, how girls, I guess, are treated different to guys and how there can be a, a older generation of guys who can be quite toxic. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, hundred percent. And like how, but like, yeah, we we also kind of talked about how we we shouldn't be perpetuating um, like toxicity on any level. Mm. You know, like if if um, if a kid is, for example, I, I remember we talked about that ad. You know, that ad where the kid gets like the boy like pushes the girl over. Yeah, the um, Gillette yeah. ad. Yeah. No, it wasn't the Gillette ad. I think originally that was in another advertising campaign, like a government advertising campaign. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. like, boys will be boys or something. Boys will be boys. Yeah. yeah but yeah. then, um, and it was targeting not saying that to your boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and we were kind of like, well, don't, nobody should be doing that. Like if a girl pushes a boy, which does happen when they're kids, you know, a bit of rough and tumble happens here and there. And um, like, you should be, no matter their gender, stepping up and being like, hey, that's a, that's bad. Don't do that. And like reinforcing the like positive being positive role models no matter what basically was where we kind of got to i guess that's the um that's the overall thing and then and we talk i don't know if but like yeah um, it's it's easier because girls a lot of the time you people will be like it's not very ladylike to do that and then people be like boys will be boys so boys will be it's about tackling them both in the in the same way because that's toxic behavior overall for both genders 100 percent um and what else did we talk about definitely um about Oh yeah, that's right. We we talked a little bit about um how like our own lives as like guys and the the people that we hang out with, the men that we hang out with our our group of like male mm. friends, mm. how we kind of like semi bully each other. Yeah. And how that's <laughs> kind of semi bully each other, but how that's kind of perceived as like okay. Yeah. Um this is obviously something that we touched on. I feel like we touched a on lot this of in times. so many yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Feminism, yeah, just, um, social skills, yeah, social mental skills, health. mental health. Like, yeah. I feel like we cover this in like so many topics. So it's yeah. obviously like uh, close to the front of our minds. It's something that we're yeah. we're both kind of thinking obviously about. If it's scarred. coming up so often. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do have the story about the uh, the headrest. We can bring it back. The up. Headrest, <laughs> yeah. right. man. When I got slapped on the head and I just snapped, <laughs> just I saw snapped. red. Um, but I I actually wanted to go back because um in uh, the mental health podcast, when we were discussing, um, we were talking about mental health and whatever. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Zach, uh, what are we calling him? Prozac? <laughs> Prozac. <laughs> Don't dog him. Yeah. Don't dog him. <laughs> you almost uh, Pro- I always okay. did. Um, it's we had pro- 
Yeah, we had Prozac on and um, he put it in like a really interesting way where, yeah, I know, um, <laughs> where he was like, he called it the tall poppy culture. And he mm. was saying that um, Australia has this kind of a problem, well, depends on some people don't want to call it a problem, but they're, they're kind of, we have this like a bit of an identity crisis where we're still very young and we're jealous or um, a bit um, embarrassed that we don't have like a really solidified culture because mm. we're quite a young nation. And so we hold on to these, um, these, what we perceive as our Australian identity, um, which is this whole like um, bringing people down. Um, like if someone's successful, we want to like bring them down to our level. Mm. And I, that kind of plays into what we were talking about when we were talking about, um, uh, how we get like in our group of friends we all get like bullied and stuff like that and it's it's all just like fun and games and stuff like that and we all just kind of like trying to level the playing field but zach put it in a really interesting way where he was like i think it's like this australian identity crisis that we're kind of having but then also it made me think like why are we not okay with uh success why are we not okay in celebrating people's successes Mm. which i i thought was a very interesting way to look at it yeah i guess um just off the top of my head most of it comes out of jealousy most of the time you'd think um mm -hmm. the young boys or just just any boys in general being jealous of someone's success and feeling like they need to bring them down like oh, yeah you can't get there if i can't get there kind of thing yeah yeah um but yeah i definitely i definitely think it's yeah rooted a little bit in like our own insecurities you know yeah like, definitely i don't want to i don't want to see yeah i don't want to see him succeed Mm. Um, so I'm going to like bring him down, it's yeah. just, which is so toxic. And I'm sure that yeah. like, I don't think it's like specifically masculine once again. Mm. Mm. Um, I actually see that a lot on Twitch. It's funny. It's funny um, being mm. on here because um, people get really annoyed. Um, and I guess we can talk about the e-girls, um, talk about it in the e-girls one comes up a yeah. lot with girl streamers, how um, people get really annoyed about girls getting a lot of views. And then, uh, I mean, people get annoyed with their friends getting more views and that kind of thing too and, and try mm. and bring them down. A little bit of that tall poppy sin syndrome. Mm. But it's a good one to watch out for on Twitch for sure. No, yeah, 100%. And, I, and it's, it kind of lends itself. And, and I don't know if we really touched on this um, in the podcast itself, but like those kind of people, like when I have people around me that are like toxic, I'm like pretty, I try to be like pretty upfront about how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not always successful, but like in terms of like potentially like removing those people from my life, if, if someone's around me, that's like that toxic, I'm probably going to end up being like not seeing them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think you so. know, after, after potentially uh, like trying to resolve the issues, but yeah, oh, if no someone's trying to bring me... me in a few weeks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. Toxic yeah. Wait, wait, what did you say? I was ghosting 12 your messages. unread messages. Like yep. Yep. That <laughs> <laughs> never happened. <laughs> it never happened um but yeah that was that was pretty much toxic masculinity right yeah, but yeah, yeah i definitely came out the other side feeling like and and have acted a lot more empathetic in the way that wait i've been a lot more empathetic in the way that i've acted is that the right word yeah empathetic yeah definitely think yeah, about yeah, other yeah. people yeah yeah think about how yeah. my actions are going to affect other people and yeah. try to put myself in their shoes a little bit more yeah. Um, not just in terms of me as a man to women, but like me in terms of every interaction that I have and how is this going to affect them? I think empathy is, is um, if not the most important skill for people to learn, being mm -hmm. able to put yourself in other people's shoes helps with your social 
so it helps with all of your relationships and helps you become a better person if you can keep practicing being empathetic definitely mm. no 100 but well, yeah that was pretty much yeah. uh it for toxic masculinity toxic masculinity which was uh podcast we called it number two even though it was our yeah. first one with a topic it yeah. was podcast number two yeah it was kind of number one but yeah number two then number three uh we had uh uh, spirituality was the um the broad overarching topic we had yes. vibe and lewis on there both um also uh, twitch streamers so vibe vibes moved recently to um brisbane and hasn't streamed very much at all mm. um he makes but a lot I of youtube he's, yeah he's been making yeah. a lot more youtube content yeah, i'm pretty yeah. sure he's YouTube been like content. i've seen like a few of him he like loves playing music and yeah. like writing little songs and stuff like that yeah, that's right yeah and he had um, some good experience with um, uh, meditation and uh, mental health kind of things. Mm. And and Lewis is a designer for Twitch Melbourne and Twitch Brisbane, I believe. So mm. he's doing it all. Uh, but he also streams. Um, he streams his design stuff. I was watching him do something last night. And like I was like playing a game, I think, and talking with you and watching him. And I just kept like flicking back and looking at him. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like he started with nothing in this Photoshop and got this incredible design. I'm I'm like super Damn. jealous of people who can do that. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm too, too we've old. had him. We've had him on a too couple old. of times, Louis. Yeah, Louis's been on. Yeah, three times. Twice, think, maybe. Uh, three we'll, times. We'll get there. We'll get there. This we'll get there. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a bit of a tally, but um, <laughs> yeah, spirituality. Yep. I remember it was really interesting. You and me were in a place where our spirituality was was based in Christian upbringings. Yeah, I guess. Um, in like Christian households, kind of thing, and yep. um, and that that was kind of like our basis growing mm. up. Whereas like both of them, oh wait, no, Louis had been to like a Catholic school, I think, school, yep. I yep. think, but then Vibe had like not been around it at all mm. until he was like an adult. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was actually really interesting talking with them because they weren't at all religious, but were quite mm. spiritual in their own sense. So it yeah. was, um, it was cool. Um, Vibe had some really good ideas um, about meditation, talking about the importance of meditation and how like um, meditate. And then we talked about how praying can be like meditation and a few things like that um yeah. and then you wrote down science leading people oh yeah that's right um yeah so i i this is something since the podcast i don't think we really touched on it during no. the podcast yeah yeah um but it's something that i've kind of like obviously when, whenever we talk about like these topics it definitely brings it to the fore of my mind and going forward after the podcast it's something that i'm a lot more aware of and I, i'm i'm like noticing it more in my everyday life i don't know if you've found that that's yeah for you fresh yeah just because i end up doing like a little bit of reading on it a little bit of research and hearing other people's points of view it just kind of like opens me up to mm. i don't know being noticing it more but it's something that i've noticed that people have been talking a lot more about how like science is affecting us in terms of spirituality and how quite often people are seeing that like science is if you it's like this thing where it's like you start believing science more and more and more and you start relying on like facts and the scientific data you stop relying upon like your spiritual side mm -hmm. and you end up like becoming very what's the word like where you what's the word um you just like rely upon like facts rather than like uh rather rather than like leaps of faith and like belief and like mm. your own feelings kind of thing yeah yeah i I'm get what you mean sure. i get what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. okay so and uh, it's something that i've noticed um especially with um a few friends of mine where they're like well the more that i like 
talk about like the facts and about how science influences the world and where we came from and um and the science behind all of that the less reason there is for me to need to believe in some sort of god mm. or like some sort of like higher spiritual being and 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 but also not that that's necessarily a negative thing because those people are also like i'm okay with that mm. i'm okay that there's that our, my belief now is that there's nothing after we die yeah. you know that we just kind of like die and go into the ground you know and mm. and um uh but yeah it's definitely something that i've noticed more and more people talking about um, since doing this, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and in terms of spirituality and uh, religion in Australia, we had recently, we could talk about the, um, what's it called? The Religious Freedom Bill? I think that's what it's called. Ooh, religious Discrimination yeah. Bill that's come out. Yeah, that's from, right. um So I believe it was drafted uh, by Second Draft Religious Discrimination Bill. Who drafted it? Was it Scott Morrison or was it this Chris Porter guy? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I've seen it around. I don't know, know where I've seen it around, maybe on like Facebook and stuff like that. I think like quite a lot of my like more progressive uh, friends have been like putting it like social media statuses being like, yep. this is what it says. It says that it's okay to do this. Yeah. Um, and there's some crazy ones in there. Yeah. Well, like... <laughs> I'll read out the student one. Yeah, go on, go on. Read me out some. A student with disability may be told by a teacher their disability is a trial imposed by God. Wow. Um, There's a a single mother who, when dropping her child off at a daycare, may be told by a worker that she is sinful for denying her child a father. I mean, there's, there's a lot of these ones. I just... My thing is, my thing is, is like, do, like... Is this an issue? Are people's yeah, religious this... freedoms being hampered? <laughs> is it in often Australia? that like you feel like you really need to tell women that they're that they're sinful by not <laughs> denying their child a father? Yeah, and like, uh, and and there's some there's some weird beliefs in Christianity, not just Christianity, sorry, because yeah. it, it's not it, even though um, Christianity has been like the main focus of the bill, I think. Mm. Um, and it's coming from maybe some Christian leaders or something. I'm yeah, not Porter and sure. Morrison are, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to reflect on that. But, like, I want to know, I want what I want to hear about is how it affects, um, like, people wanting to wear, uh, what are they called? Like, burkas? Mm. And stuff like that. Like, is it is it protection for religious freedoms across the board? Um, and I just, I don't know. I just don't see, I just don't think there's a market for this. Is there, like... You know, like, is yeah. this, do we need this bill? Uh, it's it's probably all um, in relation to the um, Israel Falau stuff, I guess. What's sorry? What's the Israel Falau stuff? Do you remember how he um, wrote about like how all gay people are going to hell on Instagram? No, I missed you didn't that hear about completely. that. Oh, okay. No. Um. So yeah, he got I you, that. and he got and he got fired. You didn't hear about this? It was huge. No. Oh man. No, I didn't okay. hear about this at all. <laughs> so Israel Falau, do you know who he is? Have you heard of him? No. He's a no. oh my goodness. He's a um he's a rugby player. He's a Australian. He plays for the Wallabies. Well, played for the Wallabies. Um, Actually, yes, I did. I did okay, hear about this. Okay. Yeah, Wait, and, and then he like he ended up suing or something like that. So he did, yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I think he might have won. Um, his case maybe for um unlawful uh what dismissal? do you call it like dismissal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's where it all came from. Um, okay. Ever, okay. He, he wrote that in, and everyone was like, "It's his religious freedom to discriminate." 
and then he and then yeah yeah interesting because I, I mean that's the thing is like there is there's levels of religious freedom but then and then what someone was talking to me about and this was in regards to um we were talking about like freedom of speech versus like social censorship and deplatforming which we're going to get into in a little bit yeah, yeah but um they were saying that like um everybody has their like human rights mm. and there there's like a human right to not be discriminated against yeah and if you're deliberately spewing like derogatory stuff about if you're if you're perpetuating a stereotype or mm. something i don't know like that's then you're discriminating against somebody right mm. i think mm. um it's got to do with the i think there's protected classes as well of people and it's got to do with protecting them yeah right um but yeah i just i just i don't think our religious freedoms are being threatened okay i think that there's a way for there's a way for him to do that like if he doesn't believe in uh, if he believes that homosexuality is a sin, wait, I would love to, I, I'm, I'm surprised that this hasn't like crossed yeah. my desk you more, should, you but should, yeah, you should, he, he like, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll show it to you another time. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's too late <laughs> yeah. now. But like, so I'm surprised it hasn't crossed my desk, but if, if I feel like there's a place for him to say that though, right. There's a, or is it, uh, or is it like, that's a personal belief and he should keep it to himself. I think it's got to do with who he represents. So um, Rugby Australia would say you're not allowed to represent discriminatory views. Okay. Um, so okay. if you're being derogatory to a set of people, then we would tell you that it's not okay. And I believe he had multiple warnings. Um, people tell me that that's not the case, but a lot of other people say he did also have the case. He also mm. did have um, multiple warnings. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he, if he was told um here's what you we we agree to like our code of conduct as uh as a rugby player for australian rugby then and he broke it then that's their ground to stand on i guess yeah but uh, but i don't know it seems like he won his case or whatever yeah well i think he probably won his case about unfair dismissal because they didn't follow due process not yeah necessarily like because that. they didn't have a ground to stand or like a yes. leg to stand on in terms of him discriminating yeah. they probably just didn't follow due process yeah. but um in terms of because I think he was like, yeah, I think what I read was that he, I read about the fallout where he was like starting to sue them for um, the amount of money that he has lost yeah, based on them firing him. And he was like, I could have been captain of this team in three years or five years or something yeah. like that. And so he was like saying that actually you've knocked me, you've cost me this amount of money. That's what I saw anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, he probably uh, could have been an incredible player. Yeah, just I think yeah, bad dude. <laughs> yeah, just a just an immoral dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just religious freedoms. It, it's it's an interesting time, and I, I'm going to be tracking it closely. Um, yeah. because it seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, people. Um, because... I don't like the whole fear narrative where people are very scared about their freedoms. Yeah. Right. And yeah, but then yeah, and it, so I'm I'm interested. Would it have been okay for him to? say that if he wasn't representing somebody well yeah i mean we could go and say it and we wouldn't lose our jobs well it depends i mean i don't know i might lose my job probably not um mm. I mean, there's a lot of things i could say on social media that would, that would force that would mean i lose my job i'm sure yeah no 100 percent. and it's the same with me like my company that i work for has a social media clause yeah where if i especially say stuff about the company without getting it cleared first yeah 
then that's that's something that's like a no-go yeah. you know but if i'm just expressing my personal opinion mm. without reference to the company then that's that's totally fine yeah um but yeah if i, I feel I, like I, if i went on uh facebook or something and was like all women are smarter than men or, or all young boys are smarter than girls or either way or something i feel like that would be really um that would definitely i'd get called in about something like that because yeah. that would be something that it would be not be equal in my workplace you know or like um i'd be um not perpetuating equality in the workplace interesting yeah well i definitely i definitely found the spirituality podcast enlightening because it was because of the differences of of opinion and and where these guys were coming from a place where they they kind of learned to um uh they learned to be spiritual and uh learn to get in touch with that spiritual side of themselves not from like a christian base but from another like another base where they were like this is something that's good for my mental health that's good for my like life stability and my happiness overall mm. um which i found really interesting that that they were on a similar level to us um but had to arrive there from completely different means mm. yeah yeah it was very interesting yeah. good but uh, yeah, that was a spirituality podcast, which was mm. uh, enlightening, enlightening to say the least. But um, and then we moved on uh, podcast number four, I'm pretty sure, yep. which we did Australia versus USA. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the one that went for like four, four hours? hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we the topic was way too broad. Yeah. yeah when you're yeah. like Australia versus USA, that's like two massive topics. Yep. And you we know, still and also like, still had like you know like put in time any kind of time constraints or anything. No, we're just like no. we'll just keep so, talking until we stop enjoying. Yeah, we'll just it. Yeah, and we just we, kept enjoying it too much. Yeah, we kept enjoying it because like, I would, to be honest, the huge topics. There's so much to talk about there yeah. that we could have gone on hours and hours and yeah. hours longer than. Yeah. Um, and even after the, at the four hour mark, we were kind of like, okay, look, it's getting a little bit long. Maybe we yeah. should end it. But like, <laughs> I don't want to end it. Like, I'm pretty sure we chatted for like an hour after at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really interesting. But um, the guests we had on were Yvette and uh, Yvette's again, Mr. Yvette's again. Hey, he's been on. He's around the he, place. He gets yeah, around. That's two so far. But uh, we also had Foxy Roxy Lee, mm. who, who she changed her name. No, she didn't. No, no, her name's still Foxy Roxy. No. Yeah. I'm thinking of Licky. Whoops. Um, but yeah, Fo- Foxy's from America. Yeah. And um, so obviously we needed some americans two americans um, versus two yeah, australians two americans versus two australians Foxy that's the way to do it had to do with the four hour ones has not come back since <laughs> <laughs> yeah right she's been like no that was too much that but um much. i remember the the big thing that i remember about that podcast was how yvette's he he rented a house and it came with a gun with gun house comes with, with gun, gun in america so with a, with a shotgun he, with a shotgun a, sh- yeah. a bloody shotgun <laughs> And like that just, I remember so many people in chat. I remember when that came up and yeah. everybody was just like, what? Yeah. What? And I, I know that um, our, our friend uh, Porkins, I don't know if he's here or not, but he was so shocked by it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man. It was actually so funny. Yeah. So funny. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, we kind of touched on a lot of things. We t- I remember us touching on like um, animals and like how dangerous <laughs> our animals are perceived. Yeah, when they've got bloody bears and, and they've such. got bears. Yeah. Oh my god, bears! Don't get me started on bears. <laughs> I like. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of bears. bears. Really? Have yeah. you ever seen a bear? What? No, I've never seen a bear. Oh, okay. But they're terrifying. Are they not terrifying? I guess they're if huge. I saw one, I'd be scared. They're like they're like massive, double the size of a human wolves or 
Yeah, but it never like crosses my mind to be scared of bears because they're not oh, around. Terrified. I'm like, give me a snake. Give me a redback spider any day of the week. <laughs> over True. a bloody. Give me, give True. me a snake over a bear any day. Of the week. Yeah, I feel oh, like we goodness. won that Australia versus USA. Um, I topic think, just yeah, to, we definitely yeah, just did. quietly. I think we won. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We didn't really touch on politics too much in the podcast because I know that. I know that Vets was kind of all right with it, but Foxy was like, oh, I'm kind of a bit over talking about the politics of America. Mm, mm. Um, so we kind of like steered away from the politics a little bit. But um, man, there's some crazy stuff going on at the moment. Trump yeah. got impeached the other day. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, do you, so do you know the, well, the rundown of what impeachment means in that? And I, I know that. I know that um, basically it's the, the House of Representatives uh, saying who who are democratic who have the Democrats have the majority in the House of Reps in mm. America, and um, they have voted and said, "Hey, we want to impe- impeach the president because of these reasons." Yeah, um, and then those reasons are presented to the Senate, and yep. there's like a little bit of a trial, um, and then the Senate votes on whether or not he will be impeached or not. We're removed from office or not? Yeah, uh, removed yep. from office. He's still impeached. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it was like the Republicans have like a uh, it's like fifty-five 60% to almost. yeah, yeah, sixty yeah. percent um, majority in the Senate. So yeah. unless like twenty or so Republicans uh, flip and decide to they want to remove Trump from office, then he's not going to get removed from office. Yeah. Well, it needs Is to that be. About, that's a lowdown, right? Yeah. It needs to be. Um, I think it needs to be two thirds in the Senate. Um, it's not a half-half thing. So for him to be removed from office, I think it needs to be two-thirds of them. So it has to be a lot of Republicans that would have to switch over, which doesn't seem yeah. like it would happen. Either way, historically, um, it's he's the third ever president to be, to be impeached, impeached on the grounds of abuse of power for the, all the Ukraine yeah. uh, blackmailing and such. Were the other two the other two presidents that got impeached were removed from office? Uh, no, they, they both resigned before they got removed, I believe. Wow. Uh, but, yeah. Wait, no, I is he like- the fourth? Was it Clinton? So, I feel like it was Clinton, Nixon, and... Um, Nixon? Who's that other dude? Reagan? Uh, no. Anyway. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know my, I don't know my US yeah. presidential <laughs> history very well, which is not, un, which is not surprising. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, uh, and Trump was... So it was only he, abuse of power, the Ukraine stuff, and um, then obstruction of... Obstruction Congress of for, justice. Um, yeah. Because like, he wouldn't let people testify yeah. about the Ukraine stuff and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, they left yeah. out all the money um, stuff and that too. Yeah. Yeah, because it was probably they, they couldn't prove it or couldn't get enough proof, I guess. But um, it's interesting. Um, oh, wait, sorry, is someone talking about your your like tan line? <laughs> you're like very dark. Does it you're... actually look like I have a tan line? Yeah, it actually look you look like so sunburned. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've noticed it a couple wow. of times. Well, there you go. I mean. I was literally in the sun all day. All day. Yeah. yeah he didn't slip, slop, slap enough. A, um, no, I, had to, I don't think I did it all because it was kind of overcast. So it's yeah. a bit dumb of me. But um, yeah. Uh, do I look sunburned? I don't think I look that sunburned. Maybe it might be just like shadows or something from your light. I yeah, know. it's probably a little bit. In it. There you go. You don't look sun, sunburned. Snorkeling mask like on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, Imagine I mean, a snorkel sunscreen. Uh, I didn't snorkel for very long. For very long? So you did. It would have been it would have been the sunnies probably actually that of course interesting. I got this well, random... I think we anyway. Sorry, go on. <laughs> we did actually touch on I think the UV in Australia. Um, oh, what when we, we talked about Australia versus USA. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I think I think we did actually touch on that and how like how easy it is to like crisp up really quickly. Yeah, and yep. get skin cancer. 
Yeah, all um, the um, British people come over and they get super burnt. Yeah. So uh, do you do you reckon he's not going to get removed? Uh, yeah, he almost definitely won't get removed from office, I guess. Really? Because like I, I was getting the sense from a bit of the stuff that I was reading that there's qu- there's quite a few Republicans that are kind of getting a. There's a few, yeah, um, but I don't think it'll be enough. Don't think it'll be um, enough. Okay. I guess and, it's the real test. No chance of, of him their... resigning. No, there's no chance of him resigning. <laughs> He's like, did you see that letter that he wrote? The like six page long letter. Um, um I didn't read it, but I oh, heard gosh. about it. Yeah, yeah, it's like. It's, he, uh, he just like lies about stuff, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just says all these crazy things. Well, he was saying that it was like an undue, like unconstitutional process, the impeachment, which is, well, just completely false. So I don't know. He just like, he, he got, he's like panicked right now. So, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. You can, um, you, there's like, there was something that I think I was talking to my brother about it where he was like, Trump's actions are actually like, um, you can track or like there's, there's some like, social thing that um social modeling about um the way that you deal with like criticism oh, yeah. if you're like a sociopath or if you're like a something that you can directly track through trump's uh through the way that trump reacts to like negative <laughs> things being said about him <laughs> and it's like like where you you throw it back on the other people you um you attack um in like you start attacking the person for other them doing wrong stuff and yeah. like all this and you can like track yeah. through it and be like oh my god trump does that every single all time these which, things. Is, which i found like pretty funny uh, I'd, I'd need to look it up or get ben yeah. to tell me what it was but it was pretty funny um but yeah well if he if he if he's not going to be removed from office then obviously there's an election next year yeah, yeah. in america who knows uh, who knows did you're obviously have you you're you're pretty progressive and and uh a, you're a progressive person for sure, right? <laughs> okay. so says me so yeah. says oh good thank you yeah um are you following like the democratic primaries yeah yeah, yeah yeah quite yeah. a bit what do you what do you think um i think they're screwing themselves over with too many candidates like and i guess the way it works is that they you know they all rip on each other they, about certain things but yeah. um it just it makes I don't know. It makes it, yeah, it makes them. They show the weaknesses in all of them, and then they go up against mm. Trump, who's got no, who's just going to run, you know. And then it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. But like, didn't didn't um obviously the Republicans do the don't the Republicans do the same thing when they don't have a sitting president? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. So so yeah. It just so just when, the system. When Trump got elected, he went through the yeah. Republican primaries. Yeah. And you destroyed know? them all. And, and destroyed them all. Yeah, yeah. He was... Because he just like attack, attack, attack. Yeah, he I honestly, I still it. am like, how did he get elected? He was, um, actually... I don't know whoever wrote his stuff, but they were they were pretty good at like the way you attack people, I guess. He had, mm. had, a, had a plan to, he just kept singling people out. <laughs> yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, hopefully, uh, probably, who's got the best chance of being? Probably Warren or Bernie, I guess. Yeah, um, have you have you looked at any of the smaller candidates? I I know that they've got like less yeah less chance of getting like winning the winning the primary yeah. But yeah. some of them have got some like really really interesting um, mm. ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just it, the thing is is that the way that their politics the political campaigns work in America is that it's all about money. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a lot of it is. You, if you've if you've got the money, then you get your name out there. Yep. And if your name's not out there, then you're not going to get the, you know. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, because it means that these people that are not necessarily like big names and getting heaps of money 
can't actually get their message across. Mm. It's kind of like a little bit of, you know, it's it's a it's lobbying. not the best system. Lobbying. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Um, it's not the best system for like freedom of speech and for like a, a place that the for a place that says, "Hey, freedom of speech is so big." Yeah, the way that money is doing a lot of speaking is uh a bit yeah trash <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. Um. Well, who was it that said um, uh, democracy is the worst system we have except for all of the other ones? So not, not a great system, but it's the best thing that we've got so far. It's the best thing we've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like there's, there's different types of democracy. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I think um, and- just in this current climate, it's so easy because, um, I mean, we're going to talk about single voter stuff um, soon, but single yeah. issue voting. But like it's very easy to, for people to be single issue voters and you get uh, enough media surrounding a certain thing and you convince enough people of something and then mm. um, that's how people get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sad but true reality mm. of where we're at in our current time. Shall we move on to animal rights? Yeah, no. Yeah, so that was Australia versus USA. Australia versus then, USA. Yeah. We're at 48 we minutes, so we should keep, we should keep oh. flying through. We're at like number four out of 12 nice. or something. All right, nice. let's go. Let's go fast. But this one's cool because uh, animal rights, we had Frey good friend from uh here we've met up with him in uh his hometown had some um, beers had some beers with him fly who's uh now got a new hometown of new zealand oh my god yeah moved to new zealand pretty crazy yeah. crazy kid and lawless who's a professional yeah. chicken hunter um had those <laughs> three on <laughs> um funny part about the animal rights podcast now we're both vegetarian woke went vegan even I not went vegan because of the podcast but i went vegan after but I want to put an asterisk there because I didn't, my, my ethos was not necessarily like, I'm going to be the strictest vegan of all time. I'm never going to eat animal products ever again, no matter what. My, my, the way I approached it was I want to like drastically, like drastically reduce my like animal product yeah. uh, intake. Um, and so I, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, did you just yeah, you I read that? that too? Yeah. <laughs> Daddy web Polly. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, sorry, just because I thanks for distracting me, Kelsey. Definitely Kelsey. Um but uh no no no. So um yeah, I was like I was approaching it from not being like I'm gonna be like, super strict and I'm never gonna eat any meat or animal products ever again. I was like very much like, look, we're gonna see how it goes. I really want to drastically reduce my amount of animal products, and I have since doing this eaten animal products um mm. i i definitely didn't want it to i didn't want to impose on other people mm. and like be an inconvenience to other people so i was there were definitely uh, there's definitely been situations where i um have gone to someone else's house for dinner and i don't want to make them cook like a vegan meal when they're cooking for like six other people that eat meat yeah you know so i just went and like did the best that i can and yeah. I probably ate some cheese and yeah. whatnot like that so yeah I'm, um, i've been exactly the same at like school camps and that i don't um there's like a very small amount of facilities for for us to cook and that so i just eat exactly. whatever i'm given and even recently we had a massive christmas party on thursday and we had all this leftover meat which is just going to go in the bin otherwise so i was like oh i'm not gonna like I almost feel worse about Let wasting that. Waste. Yeah. yeah, no, 100%. Um, and that, that's something else as well. Because I, I definitely didn't approach it from the animal rights side of veganism, you know, where I'm like, because, because and, and this was something that I was okay with in the podcast and, and I, mm. I still remain consistent with it to this day. I'm okay with killing my own meat. You know, I, I'm not adverse to the idea of animals being killed for meat. Um, I am not 
I don't like the idea of them being tortured for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think I'm okay with the fact that there is going to be pain involved in some shape or form when you're killing an animal. Yeah. Uh, but obviously when you see pictures of people torturing cows or them being um, on, they've been already hung up and skinned, but they're still alive. Like mm-hmm. I'm not okay with that. I think there should be like strict regulation about it. And I think we probably need to regulate m- these industries more harshly mm. um, in Australia, especially mm. um, because that's where I live. And, and I know a little bit more about what goes on, uh, but I didn't really approach it from that area because I don't really care that animals are getting killed. So I approached it more from the climate change side of things where I was like the, the animal industry, the sorry, high production meat, industry is not healthy for our environment in terms of land use water mm. consumption um the the way that we are going to need to feed our world um in a couple of in like 10 years time or 20 years time when we're at like 10 billion people um and and it's not a sustainable way to feed our world and because of land use and stuff like that and uh the protein um conversion rate between the grain that is fed to these cows and then the amount of protein we actually get out per like kilogram of meat or whatever. Mm. Um, that's why, how I approached it. So because of that, um, I'd hate it when like meat gets wasted. So if, if like you were saying, if there's a tray of meat, that's already been cooked and it's going to go in the bin, you know, mm. I like, I'll eat that, you know, I'll, I'll eat that rather than it go to waste. Yeah. You know, yep. um, I'm definitely, definitely along those lines. Yeah. I mean, um, like you said, the, it's the high production meat industry that is the problem. Mm. So if we were all back to, what, 100, 200 years ago where um, farms were, um, you know, probably, properly um, sustainably treating their crops and their animals, um, I wouldn't have a problem with any of that. I also don't have a problem with animals dying at all. It's more these high, so it's these, these stalls that they have and these grain-fed cows that sit there all day, mm. every day for their entire lives and not super it's not natural for cows to be doing this it's also not natural not great for us too to be i mean there's different things that say it's not good for us that that kind of meat and that kind of thing but um it's those high production ones that are the issue and if it could if it could all like you know not be not be like that then i'd be i'd be totally happy with it yeah no 100 percent. and i think that uh we're just yeah it's like one of those things and i know that we've we've touched on this a little bit fresh it's like are we is are we okay with people just trying to reduce? And mm. I, I think at the time you, you asked me this, you were like, would you be happy if people just start reducing their meat intake? And I was mm. like, no, nah, it needs to be all or nothing mm. or something. Um, because, um, but then I like in thinking about it, I think what you were trying to get at is like the way that we convince people and help like get us to where we need to be is to like ease them into it and be like, hey, just reduce it a little bit one day a week. Whereas like, I, I thought you were approaching it from like, Hey, it's okay for me who's decided that this is something that I care about to just kind of like ease into it with like once a week rather than just going full flog. Whereas like, I, I disagreed with that wholeheartedly because I was like, no, I need to set the example. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And, and like you actually do, when you set the example, you also raise a bit of awareness about it too, because people are like, Oh, why are you not eating meat? Oh, because of this. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of like your everyday Joe, like the likelihood of him just like stopping eating meat out yeah. of blue yeah. is it's like very, very... pretty low. So like yeah. just even advocating for like some sort of reduction yeah. is uh I think a good thing. Yeah. Um yeah. What else did we what else do we have in there? Um under animal rights. Oh um, yeah. 
uh, the okay. game. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about this on the podcast. No, and um, I don't know much about I, this. Yeah, so there's been a lot of like vegan uh, podcasts lately, and uh, no, wait, not podcasts, documentaries uh, on Netflix. Um, uh, mainly is where they're like getting out to the masses. Um, and there was one recently called Game Changers, which um, was talking about uh, how easy it was to um, how, how easy it was to high, be a high performing athlete um, and still eat vegan. Mm. Um, and it debunked all these myths of um, meat eaters. Uh, of meat eating in uh, like athletes and stuff like that, where it was like, oh, you can't eat soy because it's going to make you, it's going to lower your, oh, up your estrogen levels and lower your testosterone and um, all these other kind of things. Um, and it debunked heaps of them. And it was, it was a really interesting podcast. And, and it was actually, it actually came out like a couple of weeks after we did the animal, uh, animal rights podcast. Mm. And um, I was kind of getting, it was like the week it came out the week after I started going like, Hey, actually, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to be vegan. I think I'd, I'd been trying to do it for like a, two weeks when the pod, uh, when the game changes documentary came out. Um, and I had heaps of friends, like heaps of friends mention it. It got yeah, around. Yeah. yeah this definitely. documentary got around. I don't yeah, know if you've like it. talked about it at all or heard other people mention it. Yeah. I only heard people really triggered by it. Like, ah, it's all, all rigged. <laughs> yeah yeah well i there was definitely a little bit of that and and i i think uh joe rogan put out a podcast or something yeah where um with i think we well we looked a little bit at it before with chris cresser oh, yeah. where uh he like debunked the game changes podcast mm. um but then the guy that one of the producers of the game changes podcast came out and then like re-debunked <laughs> all of the debunking you know and so it's like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like i'm so skeptical of documentaries yeah, yeah yeah because they present one side of an issue and they they want you to believe in their issue that they're putting across they don't yeah. want you to believe anything else so it's so like man i'm just getting it, I'm, it's so annoying because i don't want to be so skeptical but you know yeah. everything i watch i have to go and spend hours and hours and hours more doing research on just to like figure out what's like bullshit yeah. really bugs me it really bugs me um, but yeah, it was an interesting documentary at least, and, uh, definitely brought up a few questions and a few, uh, brought up some interesting research that I then went and checked out. So, mm. um, yeah, there was actually a meme that came up because there was like heaps of, there was a meme I saw that was like, I think I'm going, uh, I think I'm going to go vegan. And it like, he was like, there was this dude watching game changes in the background. <laughs> yeah, every, a lot I, of actually, people, I bet you a lot of people thought you were vegan because of it. A hundred percent. It was on Facebook, this meme, and I got tagged in it like three or four times. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, it works. Yeah. He wants to be an athlete. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's just interesting. But yeah, once again, those, those documentaries, uh, that's almost propaganda. Like every documentary you watch is borderline propaganda. Yeah. I yeah. think personally, um, like, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit, a bit annoying, but mm. that's the world we live in, I guess. Only things you yeah. can really trust as like peer-reviewed journal articles these days. Yeah. No, 100%. <clears throat> didn't we also, in the animal rights one, like, didn't I tell that story about uh, how I ran over a dog? No, but did you run over a dog? Yeah, no, no, no. We, we, were talking about, we were talking about running over dogs and you said you wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, no, no, I definitely mentioned the story. <laughs> what? What story? Um, it, well, I mean, look, go, go back and check out the podcast. Okay. Obviously. Right. But I definitely 
mentioned it on the podcast. I'm like 100% sure. Oh, but maybe that, you did. Yeah. This dog was running across the road and, uh, and like went full pelt into the side of my van that I was driving at the car. Yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately ended up dying. Yeah. Uh, and it was like just a pup and it was very sad. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it didn't affect me overly. Yeah. Because what are you meant to do you about know, it? That's, that's the way the world works. Yeah. Things die. Things live and then they die. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and didn't care. <laughs> yeah, no. He didn't even care. Yeah. But I definitely mentioned that in the yeah. podcast so go back and listen to it it was a funny story not a funny story sorry. <laughs> oh, sad. it's a, sad it's a story. hilarious story of the time <clears throat> oh my goodness i Boy just drove realized. into a dog <laughs> no i remember we were giving you hypotheticals of whether you'd get out and like oh he got your glasses <laughs> Forgot i haven't been able to see this whole time oh no i'm blind i'm blind <laughs> i'm so blind oh man oh man Okay, let's move well, on. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was the Animal Rights Podcast, animal which rights. was number four. Yeah. No, number one, two, three, four. And five. then we moved on to podcast number five, yeah. which was violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we had Erin, uh, Aaron, who I don't think she does anything. In, she doesn't stream, does she? She's, um, does she does a bit of graphic design on her Insta. On her Instagram, yeah, and uh, but she she's a she hangs around the streams a lot, and she's a good friend of everybody. Um, and she had some really interesting insights. Uh, Greavesy, who once again has he he was streaming, and now he's like not streaming anymore. Is this a are we is this a trend? Uh, no, Greavesy. What do you mean Greavesy streams? Doesn't he? No, oh, actually, not sure at the moment. At the moment, yeah, he's not. I'm pretty sure he's like stopped. What completely. forever? Well, uh, last I talked to him, I think he was thinking like he was done. Oh, wow. But um but anyway, but you can still yeah. check out his channel and potentially yeah. follow him and, yeah. and look a bit of, look at his content. But um he added some really interesting stuff to the conversation. Um we had Cat and Fly on. Mm-hmm. And uh obviously we had Fly in the last podcast, the Animal Rights podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Cat and Fly were are a couple now mm. living together in uh New Zealand. They mm-hmm. met on our podcast. Uh, I don't I think they met in a Minecraft server, but the first time Kat ever Look, saw him was on our of, podcast, on the Animal Rights podcast. That's right. It was right. the first she visual cue. Like, she was like, Wee, whoa. Hello, hello, hey. hello. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the podcast was on Vine. So um we touched on we touched a lot on like physical violence, um, in terms of like coming to fisticuffs mm. with people. And because it's that is a big problem in Australia that we have how about you boom, boom, boom. um <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing um yeah that is a big problem that we have in australia and, and we kind of discuss um like i don't know the, the discuss the issues that we have within australia and and how it's pretty bad for our culture and our society and how we need mm. to like put a stop to it and how we can go about that mm. um how we can learn to deal with our anger better um uh, we also talked about the military and like in terms of it being almost necessary violence um, in terms of us not being okay with certain things in the world that um, that go on like genocides, et cetera, mm. um, where it's actually kind of the duty of the rest of the world to go and intervene. And the way that's done is unfortunately militarily. Mm. Um, uh, which was definitely interesting to get everybody's views on that because there was quite a lot of people that are 
that were very that and most people are very against violence yeah yeah everybody's kind of like well violence no 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 but then when it comes to military violence everybody kind of recognizes it as a necessary evil hmm, yeah we talked a bit about that yeah yeah um but that it obviously needs to be have like proper oversight mm. um which unfortunately not a lot of our military actions in the world not just australian sorry but like a lot of like especially american military action is not does not have the correct oversight it's it's all done in the shadows or it's not mm. quite a lot of it doesn't have like the un un ratified and all that kind of stuff so um yeah there, yep. there was an interesting podcast and i i was very interested to talk about it just because um i i'd i'm definitely in two minds about like that's a big contradiction to me that we can be uh, when we can be not okay with violence in like normal society but then in terms of military we we're totally fine with it yeah yeah it is it's interesting i guess there has to be incentives for people not to do dumb stuff because <laughs> people will do dumb yeah. stuff otherwise no yeah 100 percent. yeah um but yeah that was kind of that was all we really touched on with violence there was mm. yeah right, well, did we touch on bullying a bit I don't think we um, really did. Not so much. We talked about domestic violence a little bit. Um, the difference oh, between men, violence, men and women. Right. I forgot about that. Physical differences between men and women and like how mm. it's um, much more acceptable for women to be violent to men than violent men to be to women. Men. Which is not, mm. which like we understand why there's an, a, 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 like a level of acceptability, but also not ideal. Similar to toxic masculinity. It's like violence is violence. It's not good either way. But um, because men are, like um, you know, nine, nine, ten, Usually. nine out of ten men are going to be more physically dominant. More physically than women, dominant so mm-hmm. it makes a makes a difference there. How you perceive yeah. things? No, definitely, and it makes it. That's why there's that stereotype of, or mm. that more stereotype of thinking. Hey, well, like men shouldn't hit women, but it's okay for women to hit men because mm. of the damage that can be done. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, and I and, and like I think that potentially there would be, um, like if you saw a small dude on the street getting beat up on by like a big woman, you know, or like a yeah. like buff woman, you know, like you would probably, you would step in, you know, I feel like most yeah. people would step in yeah. and be like, yo, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, get out of here, buff woman. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> and why, I'm, why did I do that voice? I don't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much all we covered in violence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. violence. And then we went on to media and technology, which was um, number six. Yep. Um, so yes. that was, yeah, number six. Uh, we had Licky again. Wait, no, is this, this is Licky's first one. This is Licky's first yeah, one. Licky, yeah, Licky's first one. She does stream. So uh, it's Licky on stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash it's Licky. Uh, fly again, cat again, and Yvette's again. Um, and we we're talking um, a bit about, um, well, we talked like about deep fakes a bit and um, interesting stuff like that, how tech's gone to a place where um, yeah. things are getting a bit hectic. Um, deepfakes have you have you watched any of the i haven't the... really i haven't really got into them uh, not too much okay i think i think with this this topic especially i found it's very hard to stay up to date it's like technology in general how how fast technology moves yeah um that you can you can take like a snapshot but unless you have your finger on the pulse constantly mm. you just you get lost so yeah. quickly these days that like you can't keep up with what's going on yeah, yeah. um i definitely found that whereas with the other the other ones, the other topics we've done, like, you know, animal rights, violence, they're very, um, uh, what else we got? Sorry, spirituality. They're, they're like slow moving topics. We, society evolves and changes and the discussion moves quite slowly. 
you know, but whereas when with the discussions around media and, and technology, um, because the environment changes so rapidly, it's so hard to stay up to date, you know, stay relevant in the like discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like, for example, with like animal rights, I've like been able to like keep my finger on the pulse and, and notice when other people are talking about it yeah. and still be relevant in what I'm talking about, even though I'm not necessarily like up to date with the current like discussions. Yeah. It's a, I guess it's more of an it's ethical like, issue. I hear something and I'm like, wait, what? We're talking about that now? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's crazy. We've moved so far past where we were. Yeah. It's mm. a bit, bit less of an ethical, like timeless ethical issue than more of things that keep progressing. Um, but yeah. what? So you were writing down something about the recent laws proposed by um, yeah. Attorney General yeah, so Christian this is, Porter? This is Christian Porter again, which we, we mentioned um, yeah. relation to the Religious Freedoms Bill that's, trying to, uh, that's being brought up in Australia at the moment, mm. um, which in... And I'm not. We're not 100 sure of the connection there. We we didn't manage to find right. Is that right? We didn't. I think he actually wrote it. It. He it looks like that... it looks like it's proposed by him on this. Okay, on it was proposed site. by yeah. him. Well, um, so he's been a busy in that boy. Case, yeah, he's been a busy boy. Um, our Attorney General, Australia, um, Christian Porter, Charles Christian Porter, um, but he, um, in in regards to the Religious Freedoms Bill, I think he's like pretty off the mark. But uh, he proposed. There was another proposal recently. He didn't propose uh he actually it's not a law it was just mm. a proposal that he brought up so he was discussing a lot of topics and he was like hey we need to like be think- looking at doing this and mm. what he wants is he wants to level the playing field between publishers like media publishers and social media platforms in regards to defamation so for example if i was to have an uh, write an article in a newspaper uh for a newspaper and then that newspaper decides to publish my article and that uh, the article that they publish is defamatory. Like I make baseless claims um, that uh, baseless claims about a, a person or a brand that damage their, um, their brand or their mm-hmm. monetary outlook or their job position or their life in some way. Uh, then that publication, as well as the, um, as well as the person that wrote the article, the publication can also be sued for defamation. Mm. Whereas with social medias right now, if you post something, if I, if I hop on Facebook right now and I go, uh, this person did this. Uh, and um, you hear my, like, when I like. <laughs> this person did my, this with his bells. Yeah. With my bells. Um, if I hop on Facebook and I'm like, this person did this and it's a bold faced lie. And then they see uh, that company loses out because of it. And it was just a bold faced lie. That's defamation. And mm. um, because it's on the social media platforms and they're based in America, cited very well in Australia, uh, that, that, that just goes away with the wind. You know, it's mm. like, it's a place, social media is at the moment are places where you can just um, say whatever you want, basically. And, and his proposal was, hey, we need to put a stop to this. They need to be held accountable for what is said on that platform. Because you do see lots of newspaper publishers um, getting on social media and companies on social media putting out posts and influencing uh, the way that elections are going and, and putting out their propaganda and stuff like that. And um, uh, without having it to be real, without any consequences for like if they're just lying, bold face lying. Yeah. Um, so I think there is, uh, I don't know what that law is going to look like, but it, it's mm. interesting to me. It's interesting to me that, that, that that's a topic for discussion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
it is interesting him being a very uh, conservative person, um, pushing for something that a lot of people will see as an infringement on, or could be a potential infringement on freedom of um, expression or speech. Could say it. Mm. But um, that was um, and we we've, we've talked a lot about um freedom of speech versus um censorship on um social media sites and that kind of thing. And to be honest, as um, when you brought this up, this was this is the kind of thing that I that I think um, is warranted uh, for deplatforming. So when people come out with blatant lies and are uh, 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 not willing to engage in like a, a like a good faith discussion about things, and and will just will just uh, literally um, bring up falsehoods and and won't be able to um, back them up. That's when I think um, there's nothing you can do except um, say that person is not even valuable at all on this site. So mm-hmm. let's remove them from here. Um, so that's, yeah. that's kind of where I come from when, when I'm talking about um, where we need to censor people and um, deplatforming people. Yeah. And like, this is something that we've obviously, we've disagreed. This has been one of those issues that we've like danced a bit yeah. because it's like, we've kind of like discussed our points of view and we, we disagree. Yeah. Um, and it's like one of those things where it's like, we, we, we're like we just like end up butting heads a little bit and we're just like well we're like we both we do both disagree and we're not going to change each other's minds mm. because i am definitely on come down on the side of no censorship at all because i uh, i think that you end up um you end up you end up encouraging the thing that you're trying to stop i feel and when you when you cut people out of the conversation, those people end up banding together and they're not in the forefront of society anymore and they're in the shadows and I don't like what happens in the shadows. I prefer all of that to happen out in the open where everyone can see it. Um, I still, that said, I still think there's something to be said for, um, for like the, like the enforcement of the law. Yeah. Um, and but to be to completely remove someone from social media platforms because of what could be mistakes mm. you know is uh i don't know i, I think, think it's infringing it's on social dangerous. media's exp- expression of freedom though to force them to platform any idea that people have i think that at some point, th- our online activities, the way that the world is progressing, we have to get to a point where we recognize that our online interactions need to be protected like our, uh, like our freedoms are in like the real world. Because, because as, as, as we develop and, and the internet becomes more and more part of our daily lives, it's becoming more and more where we get all our information, where we get, where we view political stuff, where we, um, where we have our, all our social interactions, not like heaps of our social interactions. And at some point we need to be like, okay, our, our, our online interactions are our life, Mm. you know, and are an integral part of society today. And we need to protect that rather than being like, well, these companies have this, uh, have this, this thing that or like they've created this thing and they're there. It's their intellectual property that I think only works up until a certain popularity point. 
when you get to a, there needs to be a threshold. There needs to be a, a threshold where we say, okay, man, you've crossed from being like a really popular company that people use to being like the sole competitor of like millions and millions, billions of people. Um, and like you've crossed a point, you've crossed a point in the population that uses your site. You know, I think, I think that's how you need to approach it potentially. And where you have say to like government regulate the, the company yeah we we'll have to be government controlled basically i yeah. guess i think i think freedom freedom for companies to do whatever they want and to set their own rules 100 percent up to a point because at a point that that becomes it no longer becomes a private company it becomes something that the public is using mm. you know that like the general public is using and um yeah the stats on like how much um how many people and how many accounts and stuff are on facebook is just like insane yeah. You know? So if it was like a real life, I'm trying to give like a real life parallel. If let's say at school I had control of the uh, announcement system and I was mm-hmm. told to announce things that people tell me, um, would you say it would be okay for um, the government to say you have to announce? So let's say someone came and was like, um, here, announce this, all uh, Mexican people are drug lords or something. Should I be compelled to have to announce that over my announcement system? So obviously you have this like topic of scale here. So yeah. like, yeah. So like we're talking about a school. So if, if, uh, so if I no, I don't think that's right. I think that the way you wait, I think that my argument is that those students have a right to listen to your announcement system. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you were to go, uh, and if you were to say, Hey, you've done something wrong, therefore you're not, you're no longer allowed to. Sorry, you cut out there. Uh, So like, if you say, Hey student, you've done something wrong. So you're no, you're no, you're no, wow. Struggling. You're no longer allowed to, listen to the announcement system and get information about your school yes yeah and 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 interact with your fellow students because you did something wrong but i mean people on twitter and facebook that who are banned can still see stuff they just can't post stuff Mm. i i just see that i see issues with um saying that if we if we want like a free market saying that companies have to um like you have to that they have to platform every single idea because um things have just unless unless you want the government to completely control these companies once they become big enough well um, my thing is that my thing is that like you get um but like so you yes it works in a perfect system right in a perfect world where where those companies are only taking off negative things when they're only like all right this person is incredibly incredibly racist all right Mm. and um they're they're stirring up violence towards uh black people you know and and that's a really bad thing and we've warned them several times and so now we've deplatformed them they're banned from twitter all right um yes it works in the best case example but the problem is is once you give someone that power to be like hey yeah man it's okay for you to make your own decisions and to like regulate this market that like most of us use yourself uh, go for your life, then you get situations where they're actually not necessarily just using it for getting rid of those like really, really toxic people, but they're also potentially using it for um, silencing differing political opinions or people that um, 
uh, gun rights activists or like people that really want to just own their gun in America, you get, you get, um, you get them being silenced and, and stuff like that. So I, I think in a perfect world, yes, it'd be great if like we could trust these companies to do the right thing, but I don't think we can. True. Um, but then and, and giving someone that a level of power, especially a private company, that level of power rather than a government regulated body. But if you think the government regulated it, would they not even more so silence certain political views? No, that would be the, what do you mean? that would no be way. the issue that, um, so let's say Trump regulated all of social media right now. Do you think that would be a good thing? Yeah, but with government regulation comes uh comes open openness right or comes like public documentation and um public access and stuff like that whereas like right now like the face the way that facebook and twitter stuff work they're all private companies with private code that we don't know how it works we don't know the ins and outs of it only the companies know the ins and outs of it and how it works and that's kind of but that's kind of the beauty of it because you can you're free to like say trump sucks and so on yeah okay so there's a there's a lawsuit in america at the moment of so one of the Democratic primary candidates, uh, Tulsi Gabbard or something, Tulsi, yeah. Tulsi something, she, during the, um, during, so she had, she took out Google and Facebook ads um, and she had like an ad account to mm. um, help get her name out there during uh, some sort of debate. All right. And, uh, and uh, the debate, the debate was happening and obviously whenever there's a debate in the u.s presidential election there's people go oh who's this girl she's speaking really well um i will i want to know more about her so they go hop on google and they go tulsi whatever gabbard i forget her name um and they look up look her up and when she's got targeted advertising it like pops up with like the stuff that she wants them to click on where it's like hey Hey, the first link that pops up is Tulsi Gabbard's homepage for her website where it lists everything that she stands for, you know? Mm. But instead of that being available, as soon as the um, debate started, her, her Google and her Facebook advertising accounts got, a stri- like got banned um, so that that wasn't there anymore. And they, that the first things that were popping up were like smear articles from opposition talking about her and her even though it wasn't her beliefs it was someone putting words in her mouth about her beliefs um and there was no they they didn't give any reason for it um they obviously her people were like yo what's going on how can we get this back up they did not give her any way that they could get it back up they just dragged their feet until the debate was over until the debate was over and then once the debate came back uh, once the debate debate was over, her accounts miraculously were all of a sudden unbanned and um, it was flowing normally and stuff like that. And this is stuff that she's paid for, for Google and Facebook. And there was, there's still, there was still no reason. And she's actually taken them to court. She's taken both of them to court, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was just Google. I can't remember. But um, she's taken them to court because the, they, they still haven't given her a reason for why, they, why there was like bans against her accounts and, and she couldn't get her advertising out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of thing is what scares me when you've got these private companies who, yes, ideally in this ideal world, we want them to do, to just do the right thing, but mm-hmm. they're biased Yeah. and the government is like elected and there's oversight and there's like things come out, you know? Yeah, I guess, I guess you hope. So it's almost like we both have kind of slippery slope arguments where yours is like, um, 
it's it's a it's a short um so once once um private companies start regulating people they become very biased and you see that in the media you know we have all these like right-wing media or left-wing media and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and um i'm saying though it could also be a, a dangerous thing for the government to take over all of the media and the um i guess social media as well so if the government controlled all of the media then um things can also not be not go so well because no one could stop no. them Yes, and I'm not saying like taking over. I'm just saying like some sort of like oversight or some sort of some some regulation with the industry. Once you reach a certain threshold of the population, you know where where you say, okay, this is your your program or your company has reached a point where it's like no longer your everyday run of the mill program. It's like picked up by the majority of the population and used on a daily basis for all of these things that we require or or we use in our everyday lives so okay now you've entered another bracket where you're becoming more of a public domain um and we need to like oversight you a little bit more do you think they'd be able to regulate though um things that like breach human rights i don't know if they'd be able to do that like if it was like the discrimination of an entire class and that kind of thing well maybe maybe and i'm like i'm I'm not gonna i don't have all but like for example maybe once you hit that threshold all of a sudden you go from like anonymous accounts to you have to have a driver's license or you need to be like registered to vote to, to get an account or you need to be, and maybe not, that's not the right, the right solution, but you know what I mean? But once you hit that threshold, there's a, you can't be anonymous anymore yeah. on the, on that platform. You know, you have to have, you have to be a person connected to a person like, so that if you do stuff, then you can be held accountable for it. Um, like by the police, you know, I don't yeah. know. I just think that there's, I don't think the way to go is to just let companies arbitrarily ban people based on their own whims. Mm. So you think it's a problem now? I think it's, I think it, I think we've seen problems. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like the end of the world issue right now, but I think that we're seeing problems come up and I think those problems are going to become more and more frequent and these companies are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful by the day and by the second. And I think that we probably need to start looking now at how we can like fix it rather than waiting until there's like a serious problem where we go, Oh my God, Facebook genuinely rigged our election <laughs> uh, in, in the, in the way that they wanted, you know, yeah. like you see, you, you hear about it as well recently where it was like, um, there's Facebook employees uh, quit Facebook to start like um, political campaigns, <laughs> like and 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 I get that like, um, and I get that that it's kind of like one of these things where it's like, well, they can do whatever they want, you know. But th- what about if they're getting some sort of favoritism from this company mm. that we have no oversight over, that has complete power over like the narrative and who's seeing what, and their algorithm is the is God, you know. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really dangerous really we can potentially be really dangerous yeah i think i'd push more for avenues for people to take legal action against them and um an increased um well yeah just just better ways that people can take legal action like this lady is um yeah. against the, the particular companies. yeah no 100 percent. and but like that comes from like that comes from a bit of government regulation you know where whereas we, we, we how do we get on this we we're talking about christian porter the attorney general saying hey mm. we probably want to level the playing field here because like it's kind of unfair that you've got this platform where people can say whatever they want and not be held accountable for it um whereas in our papers 
uh, in our newspapers, if you say whatever you want and a lie and defame someone, then you're going to be prosecuted for it. You know, his his but his um his uh, assertion is that he wants people um on those particular. So he wants to hold Facebook accountable for what people say on the platform. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and but, like, I know that there's definitely problems with that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a hundred percent the way to do it, but I think that talking about it, because that's all it is at the moment, I'm pretty sure there's no proposed laws. He was just like, Hey, we need to be doing something about this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and, uh, I think talking about it and, and figuring something out and figuring out the best way to do this so that it's not a free for all on social media platforms is, is a definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, anyway, I know we kind of like got stuck into that again because it's, yeah. and, and I, I want to reiterate this. This is like one of the only areas. Hold on. Sorry. You cut out heaps there. This is only sorry. one of the only areas. This is, this is one of the only areas that you and me kind of disagree. Yeah. Stuck yeah. Into it, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And I love it. I love like actually yeah, debating good, with you rather than just like agreeing with like, everything. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. What did you say? I we, agree with that one hundred percent. We better get Let's some get guests on, on who have different opinions because we agree <laughs> on everything. Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, what what else do we talk about? Um, I think that was pretty much all for media and tech. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, on to feminism. On to feminism, which was podcast number seven. Who knows, mate? Wait. Let's stop doing the oh, numbers because we need to speed this up. I'm getting narrowed up. 100 percent um so yeah Actually, we, then we, we hold on one two three four five we're, we're getting there we're good we're good, we're good. yeah we're getting there yeah. we're getting there. we're getting there we almost yeah. covered all of them yeah. um so feminism was our next podcast and uh we had a, a we we wanted the balance to be like pretty even between men and women so uh we had Sintamaz on um Sintamaz mm-hmm. is a streamer um her name is just Sintamaz on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv sure. slash Sintamaz. Yeah. yeah. S-I-N-T-E-M-E-Z. Um, and uh, she, uh, yeah, she's she's fairly young and she lives over in Europe. Um, and mm-hmm. so she was uh, definitely a part of the conversation. We wanted her to be in a part of it. Uh, we had Erin on again for, I'm pretty sure, her second podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Licky on for her second podcast. And we had Greavesy on for his second podcast. Yeah. So um, a couple of repeat offenders who were like very comfortable and had gotten used to how we kind of, how, how it works here on the Freshly Awoken podcast. Um, yeah. So we talked um, quite extensively about uh, the pay gap, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. And how we don't really, I think we came out uh, I think we all sort of ended up agreeing by the end that the there's not the, the pay gap is quite often touted as some like really unfair thing against women, um, and like we need to do something about it. But that actually, it's it's not really all that bad in terms of like when you compare the hours that men work compared to the hours that the average woman works, and when you compare the um, the when you take into account that these businesses need to take into account that if they're hiring a woman, they're going to be out like nine months of the year with that hiring potentially if they're, if they're pregnant or if they take maternity leave. Whereas if they hire a dude, they, um, they don't, they don't have that risk. Right. And um, I wanted to discuss something, which I don't think we actually discussed on the podcast is that, uh, like a way to get rid of that perceived wage gap is to start advocating and 
bring the balance back in terms of men's and women's rights in the workplace. So if you have, for example, a man, if you're, if you're hiring someone, all right, and you have, you're looking at a man and a woman, and this woman is potentially going to have six months maternity leave, and you're going to have to hire someone to like fill in that space. But this man is not entitled to maternity, uh, paternity leave, or maybe he's entitled to like two weeks or something like that. Then obviously you're, you're going to like potentially be skewed in hiring the man. Um, whereas if we level the playing field and say, Hey, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you're in a relationship where you have a child, you're entitled to nine months off or like not nine months off, like whatever it is, a month off, two months off or whatever to, um, help look after and, and, uh, nurture that child through its like developmental stage or whatever, Mm. then you, you remove that, you remove that, um, from the equation for employers. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, like there's several things where I think that that's something that needs to be done. What what if you said, hey, it's not okay for men to be working themselves to death in the workplace. You like, let's lock down hours and say, hey, you're only allowed to work 40 hours a week. No more. Anything, anything above that is like some extreme expense. And you know what that would do? It would say companies would be like, hey, you're not working more than 40 hours a week. Like go home right now, you know? And because <laughs> otherwise they're going to have to pay you through the nose. You know, and if they did that, then all of a sudden men and women are both working 40 hours a week rather than men being like more career driven or, or more um, gung ho and wanting to go for it maybe and, and working 60 hour weeks so they can pro- progress in their career. You know, I'm not saying that women don't do that either, but on average, the men that do that are more than the women that do that. Yeah. Do, do, do you get what I'm getting? Do you yeah. see what I'm getting at? I think, um, I think, uh, I don't know if that'd be, I, I know what you mean, but I don't know if that's the best way to, um, to do it. And I also think I disagree about the um, pay gap stuff. But um, right, hit, me, hit me with it because I remember before you were like, I'm, I kind yeah. of thought that I agreed with everybody, but now I... No, so I did, of... I did, I really did think I thought, I, I did think I thought I agreed with everybody back then. But then, yeah. um, but at the same time, um, I think there was a lot more nuance to what we were talking about. So, um, so my idea about, um, so we've got this uh, 70 dollars 70 cents to the dollar right uh pay gap mm-hmm. that is comes out with uh in stats and that kind of thing and um often and and it's and what i was saying is that that might be a i i think it almost is a bad thing so that's why i guess i'm disagreeing um and saying that i think it probably is a is a discriminatory thing but you have to look at the like the reason so why why is there why is there a pay gap and um mm-hmm. and a lot of the people look at those reasons and say well if we account for um, hours worked if we account for um, education fields of education if we account for um, yeah. jobs worked and that kind of thing it equals out to a dollar um, but I don't think these are very so um, like in like a science experiment kind of um, way you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to control these variables I think they're more the dependent variables that should be measured so we should be looking at uh, why do women tend to work different jobs and why do they work less hours and why are they um, less assertive and that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. So, um, and and from that, um, do we think women are particularly biologically less capable of working more hours or um, are they choosing different jobs? Is this a biological thing? And part of it might be biological That's and, and the wage gap might always be there. But I think a huge part of it, and we can see this um, over the years of, 
like how many women were in the workforce like 50 years ago, like hardly any. So we can see as we've introduced more media surrounding um, women going into different jobs and marketing mm. um, women into different, like for larger representation of women in different areas, they've flocked to these jobs and it's become more and more increased. So I feel like there's quite a large amount of social pressures that go into um, education, where, what people choose for to be educated in, what jobs they choose and that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I do get what you mean, but didn't, so have, didn't they try this in um, like, uh, there was like Scandinavian. Uh, yeah. So they've tried Scandinavian. Yes. Yeah, so they've tried it for a few years in Scandinavia and it's, yeah. um, and, and Scandinavia is like a super, well, I mean, all of those different, all those countries are very egalitarian and mm-hmm. it looks like things are going the other way, which is, I mean, that's great. If that's the way that um, people want to choose things, then that's great. Um, yeah. But doesn't that, so, so isn't what people say is that, that, that's a, that's a argument for not doing that because right now we're at like a, we got the wage gap or whatever. And, and when they were like, Hey, Hey guys, if you want to go into like engineering, um, then we're going to, um, we're going to prop, like not prop you up, but like, we're going to encourage, increase the amount of funding and stuff or whatever for people that are hiring more women um, in these roles and universities, we should like up the quotas of women that are going into these roles uh, to study these things. And what they found was that um, with the equality of, or like with this more uh, incentivized equality, you ended up seeing women actually just choose that they didn't want to do that. They wanted to go into nursing and they still wanted to go into the same areas that they wanted to go into. Isn't that what they like found? Possibly. Um, it like, it seems like there is definitely biological propensities for, um, certain types of jobs, but, mm. um, when you look at it on a biological scale, it doesn't look like it's, you know, 90, 10, um, or like, um, uh, in terms of percentage or anything, it's, it's pretty like men and women are, are more similar than they are different. And, um, mm. and these, and things work out like that. They all work out in the wash to be like relatively similar, but, um, I guess, so I just think, um, the, the way that the study should be looked at is different rather than trying to um, so like it's almost like if I was if I was saying I'm actually as good as all the NBA players if I was tall if I accounted for being really tall and really athletic like it's yeah. a wrong it's the wrong thing the wrong variables to control for I think okay I see because because my whole thing is like okay my whole thing is like there I, I do believe that there, there has been some like discrimination mm-hmm. all right, in terms of hiring in the workplace and the, and the way that women, obviously they're coming out of a place where they were perceived as second rate citizens um, and they didn't have the vote for God's sake. They, they didn't have, they were, they were forced into the, these roles, um, but um, well, not necessarily forced, but it was like a social stigma um, that they go into the home and look after the kids and not get educated and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. we're seeing, we're still seeing the like negative aspects of that. Yeah. All right. And so what, what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be better if we remove all kind of imbalances between the sexes so that you can accurately discover and accurately perceive the wage gap because when you've got an employer that's faced with a monetary a monetary decision all right which it is and he's he's a business and he's looking to make money and and the monetary decision being like okay 
if I hire this person, I'm going to get uh, like a, for a year. All right. This guy's a man. And then, and then over here, I'm presented with this lady who, even though it might not happen, there is a percentage chance that she might have a child and I'm going to have to pay her maternity leave for this amount of time. Uh, surely bringing the, the men and women equal in that employer's eyes gives you a better chance to see the wage gap as what it actually is rather than having those like discriminations there. What? I don't know what you mean. Sorry. Um, in terms of their maternity and paternity leave, is that what you mean? Yeah. Maternity and paternity okay. leave. hundred percent. I'm so pretty sure if, men can get the exact same paternity leave. So if someone has a baby, men yeah. are allowed to be the ones who stay home and take care of it while the women go to work. Completely equal. I'm relatively sure in Australia, it's, it's like if you want to be a man and stay home and look after the kids, you can get the same grant. Obviously, um, for the first little bit, it's not possible, I guess. So, I don't think that's, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's not right. Okay. Well, I mean, I was talking to like yeah. a, like a men's rights dude who was like, yeah, no men, uh, get the same, uh, can, can do that if they want. Interesting. I, yeah, I would, I would need to look that up. Yeah. Well, slow I, saying not yeah. paid paternity leave. Nope. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, that's true. So there should definitely be um, a push for that. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. But like, so that's my, and that's my thing is like, okay, so you obviously have things where, even though I agree that it shouldn't be happening, mm. there shouldn't be an employer there that's discriminating. Mm. He is incentivized in some way to discriminate. Yeah. 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 Right. So yeah, definitely. why that's not, thing. why not if we can, if we have these incentivized description, discrimination yeah. things here, why not remove them? I mean, I guess, completely. I mean, it, there, it already is illegal to discriminate, but they still probably do. Yeah. But, but it's illegal to discriminate. However, you can't prove discrimination. Yeah, it's true. It's very hard to prove discrimination yeah. if that they don't make it very apparent. Right. Yeah. So, so they've gone if, one if, step through legislation and said it's illegal to discriminate. But the social yes. pressures are still there, or the, the monetary well, pressure. Well, the monetary pressure, yeah. exactly. You yeah. know, so if they, if they, yeah, that, that's my point of view. And I, yeah. uh, your point of view, very valid as well that, like, hey, I, I think that there's something to be said for um, uh, giving these women more opportunities and, and, um, and seeing how that plays out in, in different fields that are male dominated and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I yeah, no, I agree. That... Like, definitely should be exactly the same um, paternity leave. Do you think that, um, there would be some social pressures though around if women had a baby, went straight back to the workplace and the man and a man stayed behind to look after the baby. I can think of plenty just within my family where that would be seen as unacceptable and like not a, not a good family thing you should do, you know? Um, yeah, I definitely agree that those social pressures would be there. Um, okay. But that, that there comes down to like, uh, that's like... <laughs> That's not got anything to do with the pay gap. That, Why? That, that's not. So the pay gap is like what, what they're saying is that employers are paying women less than men. Yeah. yeah. So, so people so who don't why, interpret so, the results so, correctly. So yes. why is your family's point of view uh, going to affect the pay gap? If, if um, social pressures influenced um, women into fields or like either either taking more taking them um having babies taking paternity maternity leave rather than mm. men 
or into fields that are lesser paying jobs, then the social pressures are influencing the wage gap. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But then from the, I, I'm more from the advocacy part of uh, point of view where you've got like feminists and, and then people out there being like, this is uh, controlled by the patriarchy and yeah. we need to like stop these employers and stop these people from like, we need to close this gap to zero, you know, by like forcing people to pay more money. Mm. Right. Rather than maybe they need to address it in their own. Maybe women yeah. need to get together. Just like they're saying men need to get together and stop each other from being toxic. Maybe women need to get together and be like, Hey, stop, stop bullying us into being mothers. Yeah, but I that's, don't want to be mothers. And I guess, you know? it, but it's a societal thing. It's not necessarily just women that need to get together and, and tell each other. They need to also tell. Yeah, no, hundred um, like, yeah, percent. Right, right. It's like if you think about your family, like even our parents' generation, that kind of thing. It's definitely mm. it would be an issue for them to see women doing manual labor and stuff. It's not ladylike and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I like I get what you mean, and yeah, yeah I guess it comes down to like how dominant a person you are and being like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck I want to do. Yeah, but that's I didn't think that's reasonable to expect of people. If well, really? no, no, it's fine. Like everyone can they can do that, no, but, no, but I would I would say the like what Sorry. the vast majority of people um aren't going to do that. So that's what creates things like a wage gap. Yeah, but so what you're saying there is we should be uh, finding a way to get these get women uh, more equal pay, but we don't expect them to. Uh, but we don't expect them to do it by doing what they want to do. We we're gonna like find a different way to give to equalize this money rather than just being like, hey man, you can do this. Just go and do it. No, that's great. But it but um, doing what you want to do is a uh, is far more nuanced than just everyone doing what they want to do because of social pressures. Yes. Yeah. But but I don't think that there's like there's a way for like government to legislate to fix that. Um, I think that no, that... it's more a cultural thing and a societal thing and a media thing and a marketing thing. It's yeah, not necessarily a legislating thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, but I don't, I don't like the idea of being like, hey, we're going to, if, if that's like a, a main cause of the pay gap, yeah. then I don't think it's a, uh, we shouldn't be discussing it in terms of like, oh, like, well, let's incentivize government regulated incentives not, yeah definitely not government regulated incentives but well um, i mean that's that's what happened in the scandinavian countries you know like in the universities and stuff they were like hey we need to get more women into these fields so we're going to up the quotas of women therefore because the quotas of women were more up men missed out i th i don't know if that was what happened i'm pretty sure they because that because weren't you saying that it went the other way and that's why way less women yeah, studied uh, in uh, these okay. fields yes i'm not saying that men missed out yeah i'm saying that like there was through the incentives like by incentivizing women you're mm, yeah okay so i i, I also don't agree that government regulation is the way to do things um and um i don't know about things like affirmative action i know it's trying to like and like it i guess i'm equating affirmative action to this like women going into courses with um lower atars and that kind of thing i know it's trying to fix a problem that's there i don't know if it's the best way to do it i don't think i don't know if it's a good way to do it but mm. um it's good to recognize that there is social pressures around these things um yes. and as i guess as podcast hosts i wanted to clarify that we should be working better as a culture to helping people to go where, where they would like to go because at the moment i think there's it's just far more nuanced than everyone has a chance to get wherever they would like to go but i'm also 
heavily yeah think that every um that a lot of what you do in life is really determined already by where you grew up and all the pressures that come into your life okay yeah look i i and i i agree with you i but i'm definitely go down a little bit more i i still agree i still think that the pay gap is not necessary is is that quite a lot of the conversation around the pay gap is done mm. in it in a, in a not helpful unhealthy way yep agreed from both sides definitely from both sides yep. yeah so okay. so people um look at the number so so hardcore um progressives i guess you'd say look at the number and say men and women are working the same job and getting paid differently which is mm-hmm. incorrect and that's a bad way to look at the stats right yep um and then and then hardcore conservatives say actually if we account for every variable there men and women then get there's paid no pay gap. there's no pay gap and men and women get which paid the true. same which is also not true because the reason you do studies like the gender pay gap is to find these mm. variables and and like yeah it's just i feel like it's just yeah. like a science experiment where you're looking for the things to measure one okay. of them is the gap but a lot of them also are these pressures for people these to social pressures, yeah, social these pressures. discrimination incentivized yes. discrimination things and, and, stuff and like, like we don't we yeah. don't know if they're um totally discriminatory in terms of like a man getting raises over women that kind of thing that's what a lot mm. of people would argue but we don't know that yet until we kind of study it but it, it's possible yeah. that they're there and they're influencing i the think another thing that is like people try to boil it down to like just a, a catch-all like uh, 70 cents on the dollar yes but yeah. that's not the way that it works it's not the way that yeah. any issue works everything is nuanced yeah. and like each industry would have different things and different issues and problems that affect it um yeah you know like in in uh does like if you look specifically at nursing you know mm. I, I wonder what the stats are on that you know like mm. you would be you're going to have a vastly greater number of women that are working in that industry yeah definitely well hey my um job in education it's like it's crazy um like like the ratio of men to women is 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 it, the way more women in education yeah. than men okay well yeah in that case like i kind of agree with what you said then um yeah yeah cool. I, I just I, yeah, I feel like we have to clarify. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. But I also uh, agree yeah. that yeah, we should um, push for men having paternity leave. That's equal, and that all yeah, those things what, are really yeah. good. And not just paternity leave. Like, there's a there's a few other issues as well. But yeah. like, um, yeah, in general, well, that that was what that was a huge part of the feminism podcast. I remember talking about the pay gap for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you put on here as well. What's this MRA get, and feminists? well, like this actually, like we we're, we're talking about this. So men's paternity leave, men will be like, well, we don't get the same paternity leave, right? These men's rights activists, and mm. also similar with toxic masculinity, men say male suicide rates are up so high, and yes, um, yep. thing, things like can be really, and it's undeniable that things can be really hard for guys, and and then so I find these real parallels between men's rights activists and feminists, um, and where feminists will call it toxic masculinity when they're saying men don't. Um, unable to share their feelings and bottle things up and it ends up being um, mentally unhelpful and they end up with um, mental illness and that kind of thing. Um, So they're kind of advocating for similar things. They're branded differently. And so they just like clash and don't get along. Whereas Mm. um, if men's rights activists are rebranded to like, with both of them rebound to like egalitarianness or something. We we touched on this (laughs) on the podcast. I remember being like, my my point of view was... I don't like the word feminism. Yeah, well, even though the I agree with behind quite it. a lot of the feminist sentiments, I think that it, that they need to rebrand. They yeah. need to stop with a word that that by its definition, or not by its definition, but by it, the way that its its roots, its 
it's um i don't know what you call that but like it's word roots mm. it excludes men mm. you know why why would you do that when mm. you you say that you're all about equality like become but then call yourselves equalists or we got whatever. to the um point of saying it's like then it's similar to saying people have got the black lives matter movement and then you go well why are you excluding white people there should be yes. it should be all lives matter and that takes away from the movement yeah it so does take away I'm from cautious the in saying that <laughs> it does take away from the movement but at the same time i i do have that like thing in the back of my mind where it's like well why did you name it? Why did the people that created the movement call it Black Lives Matters? It's because mm. it's about black people. Yes. You know, it's because they want to advocate for black people. Yes. If it's then evolved into them being like, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Our name does kind of exclude people, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna have um we're gonna include white people in this as well. We're just trying to create like an equal society and and more like whatever, then why not rebrand? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Instead of sticking with something that specifically is discriminative, discriminatory in its naming. I would say that yeah. the argument would be that um, black people have it harder and women have it harder. So that's why you don't rebrand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay, but then yeah. but then a lot of people will disagree with that. Yeah. But hey, it's good to it's good to talk about um, how similar they are and how they actually like so many of these things parallel and if they had different yeah. branding around them lots of men's rights activists yeah. would be feminist because they'd be like toxic masculinity is really unhelpful to men mm, yeah exactly and and how quite a lot of feminists are like men i i really care about men's issues yeah the fact that so many men are like commit suicide that's like a really important issue that we need to address mm. but um it comes out in a wash because they they just think that they have to disagree with the other side mm. yeah exactly <laughs> very weird all right, uh, we should yeah, move on. That, yeah, that was the feminism, feminism, feminism. podcast. Uh, uh, next that, one was climate change oh, with climate change. Vibe again, big vibe with the four eyes on his, on his YouTube there, vibe with four nice. eyes. And Dr. Rexy Lama. Guys, oh, damn. Rexy, the, uh, the, I don't even know how old he is, 13, 14, 15. They've got different ages in Korea. So 19. he's young, he's Korean. He came on, he wore a cowboy hat. He told People us that Mother Nature is going to kill us no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Mother Nature is going to strike again. Yeah, and, um, that's right. He was just, yeah. he was like, what, what's that, a defeatist? No, yeah. Uh, like, like catastrophe. He was just like, he just, that was it. It's, it's done, yeah. guys. We're, we're done. He was like, we're all screwed. <laughs> we're all screwed. It was, it was funny. Um, it was interesting to like have someone that has that podcast because it was so, I was not, I don't think I was actually prepared for it. I was kind of like, okay, we're going to have this podcast and, um, there's going to pretty much, we're going to be, we're going to know uh, what, like ever the points that are going to come at me, I can kind of debate them. And then he came in with like, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, and it, yes, it was, it was interesting. Um, but, uh, but it was, yeah, but it was interesting having him on. That's for sure. I, yeah. I definitely value people that challenge me on my views and make me think about it and think about my views and have to like, talk about uh like have to flesh out the way that i talk about my issues and, and mm. get it across to people that have a completely different outlook on mm. the issue than i did so I, I really found it very interesting looks like you're it's a it's a really super important one to you became vegan through because of it and yeah, it's so probably it was, gonna influence your voting in the upcoming yeah so it was after the climate change podcast um which was a couple of weeks after the animal rights mm. or oh, a couple of like a month yeah. that i actually was like okay 
I need to, uh, in my research for it, I was like, okay, I need to like really seriously think about my animal product consumption. Um, and that was kind of like the catalyst for me becoming vegan. Um, but I, I care about this quite a lot. Um, I looking into the the research and stuff like that for me, it like, I, I put it kind of like this. I'm like, what if, all right. What if, if you, if you're a climate change denier, all right. And you're like, no way this happens. If you're correct and climate change is not real. All right. And it's just a big phony thing created to like, make money from or like steal money away from the coal industry or, or whatever it is, then what happens is some companies, some massive corporations lose out on a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, our taxpayer dollars get assigned in certain ways, uh, in different ways than they are now. And, and maybe there's like a little bit of a step back in, in some other areas where usually the governments would put money uh, because, because of that, all right? That's if you're right. Mm. But if I'm right, and climate change is real, then we're dealing with the the wiping out of the human race <laughs> as we know it. Okay, mm. not to be alarmist, but like that's that's like end game. I'm not. I don't know how long how long it'll be. Right, like it might be like five years. It might be like two hundred years. It might be a thousand years. I don't know. Mm. I don't know when it's going to happen. But like that's that's a huge gamble to take. I think, and mm. the potential downside is like worth us being like, well, let's just hedge our bets. You know, mm. let's just be careful because we don't want the whole human race to. So let's kind of like swing a little bit that way. You know, um, that's that's how I kind of put it to people these days. And uh, because of it, I'm voting single issue. In- so like, I I'm I think this is enough of a problem. I think it's been ignored for too long. I think it's a huge thing that we need to worry about. And the the government is not taking it seriously because people aren't taking it seriously. And mm. we need to take it seriously. And the way that I'm doing that is by ignoring everything else in the world <laughs> when it comes to my voting next election. I'm going to be like, okay, what are your views on? What are you going to do about it? Like, yeah. what is your policy on that? And that's how I'm going to be voting because I need, I need a government in place that is going to take this seriously and is going to like seriously make some changes um, and get us on the right track. That's, yeah. I don't know. That's my take on it. Single issue voting. Yeah, which I'm work. not, I'm not an advocate for usually. <laughs> all right, but this one's important enough for you. When you're talking about, so like, okay, let's take another issue. All right, um, let's say that on in one of the elections you were voting based on homosexual rights. Okay, um, and or like wait, like gay marriage. All right, okay, and you were like, oh, I'm ignoring everything else, and I'm just voting on this one issue. All right. On one side, you've got, okay, there's, um, there's discrimination. Um, there's people that are being mistreated in society, all right, and, um, and, a, and a have, like, higher suicide rates because of this discrimination and are not coping in society and are sequestered from society, and, and it's horrible. It's a horrible situation, all right? Um, and then on the other side of that, that debate, you've got people being like, oh, like, um, I don't want my... I don't want these homosexuals around because it's a sin and, and all this kind of stuff, right? So they're the flip sides of that coin, all right? If you make that a single a single issue vote, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, if you vote on it, like, wait, what are it? Uh, single, single issue, issue. vote yeah. voting, yeah. Okay, that, they're the flip sides, okay? So you've got some people that won't be discriminated against, can live better lives and happier lives. My issue that I've chosen to take as my single issue vote is the extinction of the human race or like a little bit of money. 
All right. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, it so feels like, disingenuous I, to describe it as a little bit of money, but okay, like, a yeah, lot of money, yeah. a lot of money, a lot of money, because it is yeah. going to be a lot of money. Yeah. But that, that's kind of like my take on yeah, it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing this lightly, and I'm not an advocate for single issue voting usually because the stakes are never, are never great enough. But I feel like the stakes, the potential stakes, I'm going to call them the potential stakes, yeah. are great enough that I think I'm justified in in making this a, a serious issue that I'm voting on in this election. Yeah. Yeah. In the next election. There you go. In a couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's I don't know. Good. Would you disagree? Would you disagree with me on that? Nah, no, you... no, I agree. I'm not a denier of science. <laughs> I just um it, it like it, I, I I just go with these kind of things, I trust that um the scientists know what they're talking about and they all seem yeah. to be in a pretty large consensus. So yeah. Let's, uh, let's listen to it. I actually saw this Simpsons episode today that was like about global oh, warming. And Disney they were like, Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. I'm watching all the Christmas ones. And they were like, oh no, global warming. What, do you, what would you know? By pure coincidence, every single scientist was right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, yeah it, it's just a weird one to me because it's like the consensus is there. Yeah, you yeah. know, like every scientist is saying this is a thing. And yet we still have people being like, not a thing. Not a thing. You well, know? Donald Trump. I mean, I, he's done years worth of um, damage to the conversation. Oh man, 100%. Um, like saying, what do you say? China global warming is a scheme caused cooked up by China to rid the Western countries of money, basically. Mm. So yeah, fun. Yeah, and and we see like uh, New Zealand making like leaps and strides in legislation around. Uh, climate change uh, and and the way that um, companies are held to account for their carbon usage and uh, carbon emissions and stuff like that, yeah. um, and it's and it's a real uh, like groundswell movement. Like the 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 people on the ground are behind this, you know. Yeah. Like and the, and even quite a lot of the companies are getting on board and being like, "Hey, we're for this." Yeah, you know, like we want to do this because it's good for our country. It's good for our even though it hits our bottom line a little bit in the long run. This is what we want to do because the the society in New Zealand is pushing for it and being like, mm. hey, companies, we want you to do this. So they see an upside in being the, the people that are the first people go. to be like, so, hey. Yeah, that's the that, that's what you need to do is you need to make it a um, in a, an incentive um, in the free market for companies to do this basically is what is where the big change will be. So if companies think that they're going to have uh, better like uh, press about it or like they're mm. going to, um, see greater consumer advocacy for for them because of these this issue then that's then then you've won basically that's what uh, i think that's where it is yeah no 100 percent um i yeah i agree and uh, and it kind of really bugged me because i i don't know why but i've always perceived australia as a country that i could be proud of and mm. a country that i i love and when i see new zealand making leaps and bounds um ahead of us in terms of like what we're doing it really like bugs me mm. it really it like really like makes me sad for like where our country's at mm. and so why well, you know, I, I want why well, knew where to go <laughs> man he's he's jumping ship he's jump ship <laughs> New Zealand. 100%. Yeah. but uh yeah that's my whole take on it and that's that's why i'm voting single issue next election but fair enough climate change get on it guys climate please 100 can 100% consensus. <laughs> That's also disingenuous. But hey. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not quite 100%. It's, it's, but it's yeah. basically. Basically. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else to add? Climate uh, change. I feel Great like podcast. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. I got a lot out of it. <laughs> I didn't know obviously. anything. I didn't know much about it. So I was just sitting there like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And laughing just at letting Rexy me get with on his my cowboy hat. Get on my rant. <laughs> get on my soapbox. Nice. Yeah, um, well, um, next that was climate change. Yeah, yeah, so the next podcast we had was morals. Morals and ethics. And ethics. Yeah. Uh, and we had Yvette's on, uh, Mr. Yvette's on again. Mr. Yvette's. And, and uh, we had Slodio. Big Slodio. Who's actually in right chat there, right now. In the chat. The man, Mate, the myth, He was the here legend. for morals and ethics. And uh, oh my goodness, what a conversation. Yeah. Um, the, I think the big one that we got stuck on was free will. Yeah. I, I really struggled to wrap my head around it. I got to a point where I was like, how can you even argue that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, the reason I wrote that in there is because I have looked at it so much since and mm. I've come to the point where I don't know if anyone has any free will anymore, but it's going to take so long to talk about it that we should talk about it on a different podcast, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting. Yeah. Um, really, I really enjoyed having Slodio on and Mr. Yeah. Vets obviously studied. Um, Philosophy. It, philosophy yeah. at university and yeah. he was like he added heaps to the conversation mm. um he also told yeah. me to watch this um show called the good place um and mm -hmm. it was really good for ethics stuff like it was really cool um it it talks yeah so like i guess the main thing is one of the like two main characters is a professor of moral philosophy and he like the whole time like there's so many like ethical dilemmas that they put in there and then teaches you <laughs> about like different uh types of Moral philosophy, I guess. So it was very interesting. interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I, oh, wait, I, ha I have heard of. It's like I have heard of the show. It's not not great acting or anything. I think I just really enjoyed it because I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like a bit of a comedy, right? It's a little bit, yeah. It's yeah. Just, there's some there's some dodgy acting in there. Some like oh, damn. Uh, such a shame. Yeah, a bit of a shame. Such a shame. Yeah. A good show ruined, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, we also uh, in morals and ethics, we talked about like where our we where we get our morals from, and we mm. kind of came to this conclusion that it was like um, morals are influenced by like your authority figures mm. um, when you're like growing up. Mm. Um, your you get it from like I can't remember how we define them, but like knowledge. Mm. So like where where as you, you research, research more, yeah, yeah, yep. um, and then also your experience. Yep. So it's like um, your actual, like what you, uh, your interactions and what you, mm. what happens to you throughout your life and, yep. and your direct experiences. And we were, we were, it was really interesting because we were saying, it was like, it's interesting when you look at the different generations and you go, well, back when we were kids or back when our parents were kids, they got brought up in a very authoritarian, like their parents knew the way mm. um, they, they had, they, they not only, they got a lot of their morals from there where their parents were like drilled it into them. They mm. also got it a lot in a lot from um, uh, the knowledge, but they didn't get as much from experience. And mm. so you get this, like, whereas kids today, they, they don't have as much um, authority drilling into them, the right, the right things, because um, the parental structure is falling apart a little bit. And there's this push for kids to be a little bit more um, independent and make up their own minds and decisions and stuff mm. like that. And the internet's um, and, around all the time too. Yeah. So. And the internet's around. So they're getting their knowledge from the internet where it can be, they, they learned like a little bit not to trust the, mm. the knowledge, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's like um, they get conflicting views all the time from yep. every different source. And so they rely upon their experiences. So their morals and their ethics are a lot more flexible Yeah, where they, where kids of today, they, they, where they, whereas like um, one of my parents uh, when, or like not my parents, but like uh, let's, let's go boomers. Uh, 
just for a meme um when when boomers are talking about um when they when they're talking about for example uh gay marriage and the, the rights of gay people they go well i got brought up off uh, uh i got brought up I, when i was a kid i got taught that homosexuals were uh, it was a bad thing and um mm. and uh, that got really drilled into me by my parents and by my church and my teachers and and so that's where i'm like i'm sticking with that you know and they're, they're a little bit less flexible even though quite often they do experience homosexual people and and, and end up going well they're not actually that bad mm. whereas kids today they they don't the knowledge is not they don't they don't trust that authority and, mm. and they don't they can trust like, their, the learning from the internet. So they experience, they have like an interaction with a gay person. They go, hey, that person's just like me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A lot more you know? um, there. I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but something I definitely believe about the younger generation is that their their truths are a lot more defined by their experiences, whereas opposed to um, older generations, which um, will shape their experiences um, through mm. what they know to be truths or what they perceive to be truth. Um, uh, yeah. And, and like, uh, and kids can like literally fact check their parents on the fly. Like, um, oh yeah, no, it's, um, not okay to do this. And they'll be like, bang, bang, bang. Well, actually this person did this and they seem to be fine. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's like, it, that's a whole different, um, a whole different ball, whole game. Different ball game. But yeah, it was a really interesting topic and it was a really interesting podcast. And I came out of it understanding how I get my morals and ethics, like a little bit better, which mm. I, I guess is the idea behind this podcast. Yeah, right? definitely made me a lot more introspective. And yeah, the free will mm. thing, man, that has messed me up the last like yeah, few months. Oh my gosh. We have to talk about see, that. See, my thing, I, I just get to this point where I'm like, no, I have free will. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a good way. Don't try to tell me that I don't have it. Yeah. Stop trying to influence me. <laughs> Fresh. But anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, yeah, after that podcast. Yep. We, um, had we had social skills. Um, social and skills. this one was cool. This was Spicy Mayo's first podcast. Oh, man. Spicy um, Mayo. What a guy. What, what a lad. lad. Spicy Mayo with a H. He also... has. Does he still stream? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. I haven't seen him yeah. for a while. Um, no, no. I was going to say, Mad surely lad. not another one. Cat um, <laughs> was also there. Fly was also there. Repeat the defender, dynamic duo. And, and Louis, Louis came on. Who, because I met him at, at IRL at PAX and his social skills were... Top notch. So Top brought notch. we brought him on for the social skills podcast. It was really, really interesting listening to him talk about um, being like a really like tall kid and um, so on. And like he, he didn't have to, oh, well, he was like saying things like he could just beat up kids if he wanted. So he had a different um, kind of outlook on life to a lot of others. Um, but social skills is really interesting. We had, we ended up doing a podcast debrief on it and we, uh, mm. we talked about, um, I think one of the main things we talked about was how it's very hard to be a prideful person um, and have um, quite um, adept social skills um, because um, like, especially in Australian culture, there's that natural ribbing that boys do and like a um, little bit of ripping each other down and that kind of thing. And if you're yeah. far too prideful um, or, and maybe pride, that pride comes. Um, so yeah, if you, if you, if you can't take that, then you often lash out and, and say things that are, not within the boundaries of the natural ripping that boys kind of do. Mm. And I think, um, and I was thinking a little bit more about it even to expand on that. And so much of um, arrogance, pride and bravado comes from these insecurities, right? Where um, if you have a, have a person who's constantly, um, uh, rah, rah, I'm the best at this, uh, you know, um, you know that I'm all the best and I'm the biggest and the strongest. Da, da, da. Um, it seems to be like these people are always saying that either because they're, 
um, they deep down don't think that they're the best at things or they're um, afraid that um, it will at some point show that they're not actually the best, that they can't just rest on um, people finding out that they are the best at these things naturally. Mm. So it um, it kind of um, stems from so much insecurity. And then we also talked about how it's really hard to be insecure and be um, yeah. like uh, friendly to people and also regulate your own mental health because you, you end up, um, fall, I guess, falling short and... Um, it doesn't. It doesn't help you to. You, you can't. You can't be accommodating. Maybe for people who say because people are going to say the wrong thing sometimes. And mm-hmm. if you're actually quite insecure, then it's a struggle for you. Yeah, um, I definitely remember us also talking about how to make friends. I know that there was a that's something that people really struggle with, especially once you become an adult. When you're a kid, quite often you kind of like fall into these friends because of you're just like always around each other at school whereas mm. when you're an adult you you've all got separate lives you're all leading your lives and it's very hard to get together and how mm. how you really need to be intentional and how hard it is to step out of your comfort zone and approach someone and mm. how to 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 develop a friendship um past just like acquaintances once you're an adult really requires you to be very vulnerable yeah to yeah really step outside your comfort zone mm. and to um, be willing to be the, the person that fakes, takes the first step and, um, and uh, approaches someone or, or, and, it, and, it, and we also drew parallels between making friends and um, like relationships in terms yeah. of like the beginning, like, like sexual relationships, I guess, mm. or like not sexual, but like proper relationships. <laughs> I, I, romantic I, relationships romantic relationships yeah. i i remember on the podcast i struggled with <laughs> mate it's just um, all sex to you isn't it <laughs> mate, oh no oh no oh no um but yeah and and drawing parallels but the difficulty between the two and and you really take someone to be very vulnerable to yeah. to be able to like develop past just that initial connection yeah um but but the the benefits of of surrounding yourself with people that care about you and that you can rely upon is is really interesting yeah um yeah yeah definitely no yeah 100 um, and i think vulnerable. i think that one i really enjoyed social skills podcast um mm. because of how important i find it uh, like I, I use those skills every day you mm. know every day in my work in my 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 life it's like people don't realize but social skills are like form the fabric of our society you know, yeah. the, like the, the base of our society is all about our social interactions and social connections. And if you're just imagine a society where every single one of us is terrible at socializing and yeah. terrible at forming these bonds and connections, it'll fall apart. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we'd go back to like tribalism and, and being like, well, I mean, that person doesn't like, doesn't match up with me. So I'm going to kill them. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's, that's, and we came from there because we, we found ways to like coexist and then mm. get along with one another. So I found yeah. it really fascinating because of how important I perceive it. Yeah, definitely. And we, and like how, how hard it is like very often, cause people are just, people are very dynamic. Everything's gray with um, social skills and with people, it's not all black and white. So mm. um, we understand why so many people can have problems like social anxieties and um, issues with being social. Like it's, um, I think that's very normal for most, for, for a lot of people. So it was good to talk about that for sure. And mm-hmm. here everyone's different, um, like here everyone's different perspectives on it because we had so many different people with just different backgrounds. Yeah, it was a really interesting mm-hmm. podcast. But after social skills, uh, we rolled into the girls. 
E-Girls. Um, with Sintamaz yeah. came on again. Sorry, Sintamaz yeah. um, uh, came on again, a repeat offender, and Licky as well. Man, yep. Licky's there. She's been on quite yep. a few. Licky was on three, um, I think. She sorry, was it's three. Licky on, on Twitch. Um, but... Yeah, we we basically we touched on with this podcast, e girls. We were we were talking about how girls interact on the internet, and is the, we we really wanted to discuss um, how lo- lots of people think that uh, it's all these girls on Twitch and and online they're stealing the viewers from other people on Twitch, and um, we kind of like there's quite a lot of research to back up that that's just not the case, and mm. that actually girls have it. A lot harder on Twitch because they, um, the the people that tune into their streams, um, are quite a lot of them are there for the wrong, mm. and that they're not retained viewers. Yes, they're they're just they're there for the wrong reasons completely. Mm. Um, and then also we, it was like those people that are watching for that were never going to watch your stream anyway. Mm. So they're not you're not missing out on those viewers. They were never going to watch you. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like what we were, what we kind of came to on that. topic however it was really interesting um the study that you showed uh fresh Mm. that was like um the words that get the commonality commonality of words that get said in chats uh on twitch but compared between women and men yeah Um, yeah. where it was like in in the man's ones it was lots about like gaming and games and um, emotes like bros and, general and emotes and ha-ha, lol. general haha banter <laughs> yeah. whereas in the female chat it was like boobs tits yep. um marry love <laughs> like marry, just all love, anything to do like, with appearance and anything general. to do with appearance and yep. like sexual feelings and yep. all that it really showed this contrast in like mm. like how they're treated and how how much harder it must be yep. to be a woman on uh, trying to be a, a, a woman on social media compared yep. to men when you've got these people that are there for the wrong reasons to just be super obnoxious like pretend we're trying to do a podcast now and people continuously come in and um i mean maybe it's an ego boost to like us at some point <laughs> if they're all like oh mate look at that mustache or yeah something. i mean yeah definitely yeah but that <laughs> but kind of thing it's like it's different yeah, as yeah, well because it's not it's as, different it's yeah. not as sexualized it's not as personal personal yeah yeah and it's not definitely. tied into your value a lot so no, and um, it's also something that i'm putting out there as yeah I'm, yeah true I, i'm i'm choosing i i'm yeah. choosing this i'm not choosing that i'm a woman yeah you know like i'm not choosing i don't know i guess like the size have of your breasts, breasts and stuff like that <laughs> yeah, the, yeah to have breasts exactly yeah um yeah it's yeah true but um but we i remember i remember afterwards being like man we covered everything yeah we did yeah that was yeah. a good that was a so good podcast that was yeah definitely worth a re-listen i think that one yeah yeah the girls one. It was really good having those two girls there as well because they'd experienced heaps of. Um, they've both been on Twitch for a long time and they've experienced heaps of it. Um, from yeah. the girls' point of view. No, hundred percent, and and quite a lot of that podcast we did that whole two men, two women to keep the balance there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, a lot of the podcasts, uh, like more so than any of the other ones, I was just listening. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys have noticed, but I dominate the conversation sometimes. And uh, but yeah, I, you, I was. You I have to spend a lot the... of that time listening. They're good at keeping stuff moving. I struggle. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing a podcast. I thought we were just chatting. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of keeping it moving, uh, the last good, one. Good segue. Our, <laughs> one fortnight ago. We're up in two minutes, two hours 20, so let's Ooh, keep it going. Uh, mental health with, ah, man, mental uh, health. with two brand new people. Uh, first one, Blackfire Rebel, Luke, Luke Pitt Roche. 
Um, uh, who's from on Twitch? The UK. He's on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Blackfire Rebel. Um, and also our friend, our IRL friend, Zach. Oh, Prozac, Pro, we were calling him. Prozac, on the, on the, uh, as we called him. <laughs> bit of a play on words, Matt. The, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really good to having both of them. First, Luke had heaps of personal experience um, and a um, mental health condition as well called mm. SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. So he was able to share heaps about that. Um, like cool stuff that I had no idea about. I've, and, and like I've, I've learned a lot about mental illness, but I didn't know about this um, and, and his like mm. vitamin D lamp that he has and that kind of stuff. So that was really really cool and, and talking about um past experiences of being in poor places and that and then mm. zach was just like so knowledgeable on this i found oh, myself man. just listening sometimes just being like oh my gosh yeah this like it makes sense like his life is this but yes. still it's just like wow He's, yeah so um, zach obviously he, he he does a lot of work with young people and mm quite a lot of the issues around that young people deal with uh, mental health issues. And so he's just become super knowledgeable about it. Mm. And um, it was really, I, I, once again, this is another one of those podcasts where I just, I listened so much and mm. learned so much yeah, from yeah. him um, that I, I was, man, a great choice of guest. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it was that just was... a really interesting conversation. Um, we talked a lot about the stigma of mental health yes, because I feel like that's almost one of the biggest issues around mental health right now is that there's still this stigma and people don't go get help. They mm. don't seek help because of this stigma where they're like, I don't, I mean, it happened to me. Obviously I shared my, a uh, few of my um, feelings and stuff where, where I felt like, Oh, I don't want to be a burden to people. Um, I felt uh, that like there was something wrong with me now and I was broken because of um, mental health issues that I had. Um, so the stigma is it's real and it's still happening today. And, and any conversation that we can have about it and any awareness that we bring to the topic and make it become a part of the norm is just so important um, that uh, I just, I really enjoyed that podcast. Mm, definitely. Yeah. No, hundred percent. That was good. Um, um, yeah. And then Zach talked a little bit. Um, well, we, I mean, we had, we talked, we kind of brought uh, up we, a lot of different stuff. Um, we brought up a lot of different issues. There's one that stuck I, out I, to you. Yeah, I really liked um, Zach had this Wait, quote. We, we talked about this already. We talked about this, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. There, there was a little bit more to it. So I, I talked about it earlier in regards to um, toxic masculinity. Mm. And he was saying that uh, Australia has this culture problem. Um, and the t- tall poppy culture is one of those problems, which is, which is a little bit about like tearing down the people that are succeeding. They're doing really well. Mm. Then you want to like, oh, they're standing above the rest. So we're going to level the playing field by bullying them a little bit and Mm. being a little bit toxic and bringing them down. But it was interesting that he put it in the context of Australia having like a little bit of a crisis. Mm. Um, He, where, where we, where we, we're a young nation and we, we haven't quite hit our stride yet. Uh, We're still fleshing things out and figuring out who we are and what our national identity is and Mm. all this kind of stuff. Um, And and in a world where it's not necessarily perceived perceived as okay or like people want everybody to just be individuals rather than for you to like have a, a national pride thing kind of thing. Um, but he was saying that like we have, we might be like a little bit embarrassed or a little bit um, jealous of the fact that we don't have this like really um, in-depth culture that's really developed because we're such a young nation that we're potentially um grasping at things that we perceive as like australian identity Mm. that are actually maybe not necessarily good things 
Mm. Um, for example, he mentioned the tall poppy, a tall poppy mm. syndrome where you like tear people down. Um, he also, what was the other one that he mentioned? Um, um, the she'll be right. That was the one. Maybe yeah, one the, the, mental the, health. the she'll be right one yeah. where it's like, uh, that's why it related to mental health. Yeah. Um, where it was like this, this thing where we, we kind of pride ourselves on being like laid back and not giving it, not caring and being like, Hey, everything will be all right. Like, don't worry about it. And how mm. that feeds into the stigma of mental health and, mm. and it being a negative thing and like, Oh, toughen up princess is another one. And, yeah. um, and, and these things that like, we're kind of toxically clinging to as an Australian identity because yeah. we don't know what our identity is yeah. and how it's not healthy. And, and it really struck a chord with me and really yeah. sat, um, it really obviously hit something in me that I, I, I recognized as like a problem that we have in Australia. And, and it was a really cool I, way to put it. It was a really cool way to put it. And um, it really stuck out to me. So I just wanted to mention it again, because mm. um, I think that it's something that we need to address this stigma towards mental health and, and also towards a few different things mm. um, that we've mentioned. It, it really plays out across the board in terms of quite a few of our topics we've talked about. Um, but yeah, very interesting podcast once again another interesting podcast but man we've had a few of them we say it about a few of them. very interesting yeah. this one very, very interesting, interesting wait this one was give it a more. listen <laughs> give it a listen head over to our youtube channel like this whole podcast Shemol. rewind has back just been back. us advertising our own it's, uh, guys it's basically a big over. ad the freshly awoken podcast it's very interesting <laughs> <laughs> um but i i do like the fact that uh, i there's obviously been a few topics that um we uh have um that have played that have come into play throughout our podcasts that are like a lot more yeah um uh, and this a stigma is one of them. Like the stigmas, stigmas behind things. Yeah. In every single one, we were like, we really need to like break down the stigma, and and I think that's been something that we like has been a basis for our podcast a little bit. Is like that's what we're here to do. We're here to just mm-hmm. promote these topics and and get the conversation happening and and break down the walls around them. And yeah, I, I definitely feel like we're doing that, even if it's it's to a small audience at the moment. But mm. yeah, I really enjoy the the conversations that we're having. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, it's, it is interesting that these similar kind of things keep coming up. And um, Slow was saying before he likes how we're low-key um, getting into more personal um, stuff, I guess, mm. on the podcast. Yeah. So um, oh, yeah, it has 100%. been that way, I guess. We're, we're, things like mental health like, and social skills are pretty personal. Yeah, very personal. And like, and, uh, and uh, I've said this a couple of times. It's like, man, I, I feel like as much as I, I shared a little bit about like what I go through, I still keep a lot in reserve, you know? I, I, mm. I don't, that toxic masculinity, mate? Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> too private, you know? Like, I don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah, you um, can open up, mate. Boys don't have um, to always be boys. Yeah, but like, I, I definitely, I, I enjoy the fact, it's almost like a personal, like, counseling session every week on different <laughs> topics. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's like a, it's interesting because it's like a little wedge. It's like we're moderately, some of us are moderately educated on the topic and like we just like talking about it. so it's it's a low level introduction to a lot of oh no yeah 100% 100% i'm not i'm not walking away from here being like i am on a fo- yeah now we know about mental yeah oh, um we should unveil plans for next year oh yeah, yeah. damn okay damn. so um so we 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 kind of discussed it a little bit and uh obviously we're going to keep freshly awoken podcast going every mm. uh, every fortnight we really like what we're doing here. Um, we like the fact that we can like really get down into the nitty gritty of some of these topics and, um, and, and discuss them, uh, and bring them out into the open. But we definitely think that there, there's a place to 
have conversations that are one a little bit less formal again, uh, and then and a little bit a little bit more fun, but then also are more topical and are more relevant to like what's going on right now. So um, we did we decide did we decide on the name? Yeah, we yeah, decided yeah. on this name, yeah. right? Yeah. Unveil. Yep. So uh, we're calling it uh, "Shooting the Breeze." Mm, uh, the breeze. So basically, it's a it's a saying that means um, like talking with your friends basically um and uh talking about anything and everything um shortened to stubs i like i like that S-T-B-Z. i like being able to yeah stbz stubs. stubs um but yeah basically the premise behind it is that like we're thinking at the moment we're thinking potentially once a month um uh obviously we're not revealing like when we're going to go live with mm. it and 100 percent when it's going to happen but this yeah. is our ideas for what's to come this year mm. um the idea behind it is that uh, once a month, approximately, we will have like a group of people on and uh, anything that any issues that they want to talk about or anything that that that's a hot topic right now that they want to talk about, we can discuss in an open forum with the people that are here. Mm-hmm. We can have some beers and, and shoot the breeze, basically. Shoot the breeze. And we'll have more people shoot like we're thinking. Um, I mean, I feel like 10 maybe should be our maximum. Yeah, 10 um, maybe at maybe, max. Yeah. Maybe that's too many. I don't know, maybe eight, nine. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll the thing is, is that like there's no, whereas like with these ones, we're going like, well, we have a topic and we want to get through the topic and discuss yes. all aspects of it. Yep. Whereas this is kind of like one of those things where we can put a firm time frame on it and be like, hey, we've talked for two hours. That's yep. us. Yeah. You know, like even if there are more hot topics to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. I, th- I really like the idea and uh, I think it could be really good for us and I think yeah. it'll be really interesting and really fun. And I think so, we can, we'll probably along the way get topics where that come up and everyone wants to keep talking about it and we'll go, you know what, we could make that into a Freshly Awoken into topic. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. And we can explore this a bit further in mm. more detail. So yeah, yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. This was a Woke's like idea, it. guys. He's uh, yeah, mastermind. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely something that I, uh, we're, we're looking at doing this year and could be very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. But before we sign off, are you oh. ready? Beer review. Yeah, that was perfect, mate. That was good. Perfect. That, yeah, I actually right, think, I mean, the second clap was not 100%, but it was pretty good. No, yeah, All it was pretty good. Pretty close, pretty close. I'm going. You're going. Single fin You're lager. That beer no, lager. Ooh. My goodness. It's a, it's a summer oh my ale. God, it's a summer it's, ale. Um, ugh, I, I don't drink that in lager crap. Who's, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, this is like one of the most drinkable beers I've ever had. Like I could buy cartons, I feel, of this forever. And I think it's because it's it's not a really heavy ale. It's liked mm-hmm. by almost everyone, but it has enough taste that it's it's not a lager. It's not you know it's and, and like it's um I don't know it's 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 pretty hoppy. So it's 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 still it's still got that ale taste, nice. but it's it's not too heavy that people who don't uh, love you know IPAs or any any darker kind of um ales w- would would not like it so yep. um it's just a it's a really good all-round beer like um i would nice. buy many many cartons of this it's my new like go-to having people over buy a carton of single fin, buy a carton of fin single yeah. fins, everyone loves it it's, it's not good. like super expensive either no it's, it's like not super expensive yeah sometimes so, if on sale we can win. get it for 55 absolute um, win i reckon it's a yeah. it's a good 18 to 19 out of 20 this beer to be honest, I uh, I have bought multiple cartons. Yeah, been already. Yeah. yeah, and I drink it all the time. It's is a great it, beer. Is it relatively like new? Because I feel like I didn't. It, it must be like you know a year old maybe or something. I don't know. Um, I maybe just got discovered it's, more. It's Gage Roads. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm pretty Gage sure. Gage Roads. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Cage Roads uh, is a fairly new brewery. I think it's getting on, coming on like two, maybe three years now. Okay. Um, since and it was like it started down in uh, Fremantle. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Um, and Gage Roads, man, I was on them early. So they're, they've got an IPA called Sleeping Giants that I, mm. I frothed. It was like all I drank for like a good year. Um, mm. Single fin, um, like it's just an all-round great beer. All-round uh, great I'm, beer. I'm with you. I'm yep. with you. Well, I drunk Eagle Bay Kolsch, a, a definite favorite of mine. Uh, Eagle Bay Brewery, south, just south of Dunsborough. Uh, and uh, oh my goodness, it is a tasty, tasty beer. So it's a Kolsch, which is a German, it's a German beer. Um, and it, it's still, uh, it's still an ale, um, but it's mm. uh, the way that I would describe it. It's kind of like, um, a, it's kind of like a cross between a pale ale and a lager. It's like, oh, okay. it's somewhere, it sits somewhere in the middle there. Mm. So it is really, really light, lighter okay. than a pale ale, really? really easy to drink. Um, uh, goes down, like you can smash it down fast. It's not like ridiculously hoppy um like it's not as hoppy as a pale ale it's like but it is there are some hops in there but like they're they're, they're light i I think they'd say that they take the hops off the top Mm. or something like that of the brew off the top hops off the top um but uh it's kind of like one of those really easy sessionable beers that you can it's similar to summer ale it's that light it's not quite a it's not quite a pale ale like halfway point between a pale ale and a lager which is very similar to some the uh single fin summer ale uh and kolsch is just like a little bit of a different style but man i i've never i've never had a kolsch that i've disliked and yeah, uh, eagle yeah, bay kolsch is is no different um it's easy to drink and i have bought a lot of cartons of this although mm. it became so popular that it's it's relatively expensive now so this was on sale and i got it for 80 dollars for a carton uh, so it's not something that I buy yeah, all the time anymore, even though yeah. I used to smash it when it was a bit cheaper. Um, but yeah, great beer. Great beer all around, and I definitely recommend you give it a try. Eagle Bay Kolsch. Definitely. Eagle Bay Kolsch. What are you gonna, yeah. giving it out of 20? Uh, pff, mate, 20. 20 out of 20? 20 what? out of 20, what? mate. Mate, how many I'll of those have you drank? All day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only one, but I'm mm. going to go grab another one. I, it was yeah. Oh, so I couldn't go and get more. I felt yeah, bad. Fair enough. <laughs> I would have smashed six. Yeah. I've been drinking plenty of single fins today on the boat. <laughs> oh, Vibe's here. Hey, Vibe. We were spoken of you. Speaking of the devil, yeah, was, Vibe yeah, is was, here. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, that's pretty much all we've got yeah. for you podcast tonight. Podcast Rewind. Uh, on the podcast. Podcast yeah. Rewind. Um, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I hope it was a good recap of the year. And mm. we're planning on going with the podcast. But mm. we're really excited. I've really... I don't want to speak for fresh, but I've really enjoyed it. And I've really enjoyed all of spending time with us and, mm. and delving into these topics and, and raising awareness and just talking about it, which is mm. what we're trying to do. That's it. That's it. Um, and where can we find your woke? Oh, mate, you can find me over at Mr. Woke TV <laughs> uh, on Twitch. So twitch.tv yeah. forward slash Mr. Woke TV, just like it says above my thing here. Oh, wait, which way? Yep, yeah, that's Ooh, right. That's, that way. It, that's the way. Um, and uh yeah just get on it come and follow come and give me a follow it costs nothing and uh yeah yeah that's right shoot the shit with me go and give him a follow Sorry, shoot the breeze with me <laughs> oh whoa, mate oh, hey pg swiss chin chow um and i mean you can find you'll find this podcast offline on youtube um and pretty much literally every podcast platform that you can think of just search for the mm-hmm. freshly awakened podcast um or you can head down into the links the podcast links and they're there but yeah. thanks for being here everybody yeah 
Um, obviously, tell your friends about us. This has been a massive advertisement for... And, Wait, hold on, uh, you cut out. This has been a massive oh, advertisement. <laughs> this has been a massive advertisement for the Freshly Awoken. Obviously, um, tell your friends about us. Tell, tell your family your about us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all again in two weeks' time in the new year, 2020. 2020. Um, I think approximately the fifth, but uh, yeah, for another Freshly Awoken podcast. Very nice. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. See you later, everyone.